going on? It is Tuesday. Show Me the Money Club live Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, right here on YouTube, Facebook, Rumble, um, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Uh, you can also catch the potty, the, the audio podcast uh, version of this on all major podcasting platforms. Sergio, what's going on today? How you doing? What's happening? What's happening, crowd? Um, I'm pumped today, bro. I'm pumped up today. I mean, Ooh. you know, we we have some wonderful guests today. I've been looking to, forward to talking to them for a long time, and they happen to be both on at the same time, which is not at the same time, but you know, concurrently. But one after another, yeah. This, yeah this kind of I was like, wow, this is this is a show, baby. Although, although people, we're not Oprah's book club, okay. I highly recommend both books by these wonderful authors, and uh, we're going to talk to them each. And uh, yeah, I'm just great, bro. It's just it's going to be a great show today. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, some people are already in the comments talking about the uh, Forbes article, so we're going to kind of <laughs> uh, mention that, uh, although it was pulled down. But we did get our screenshots beforehand, so we're going to be talking about that a little bit. Oh. Uh, and what's going on there. Uh, let me give you a rundown of what we're going to be talking about today. Yes, we're going to have our two guests coming on. We're going to have Katie Wells, author of Disrupting DC, The Rise of Uber and the Fall of the City coming on in just a couple of moments. Uh, we're also going to bring bringing on Brian Merchant, author of Blood in the Machine. Uh, we're also going to be talking about that Forbes article, what's going on there. Uh, we're going to be talking about Lyft Lux is gone, but one driver fights back. We're also going to be talking about uh, Uber and Lyft drivers. Are they doing cash trips now for family and friends uh, with what's going on in today's day and age? Uh, also, we're going to be talking about a Lyft good deed that does go punished. So no good Lyft deed goes unpunished. Crazy story that we got. Uh, we're also going to be talking about how Uber fixes their errors nice and quick. Why can't they fix driver errors mm -hmm. the same way? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I, I, I've been getting emails of this. You've been getting emails of this uh, with them saying, oh, uh, you owe us $10. We're going to take it out. Uh, or you owe us $42, whatever it is. So uh, they collect their money quick. Why can't we get our money when it's uh, an error when it comes to drivers? So we let's get that going. Uh, we're going to be talking or we're going to be playing our game Cash or Trash. Would you accept or deny the ride and why? And also we're going to be doing an update on what's going on in Minneapolis. And then going on with some facts and funnies and some crazy stuff there. So we got. And we're gonna cool. give. We're gonna give two books. I mean, four books actually. Two of each author. So we're gonna do our whatever uh, Chris is gonna do, <laughs> and you guys are gonna email me your addresses, and we're gonna ship the books out to you. So thank you for both author authors to uh, offer the two books generously. Thank you. Yes, and not only that. Uh, if you aren't the winner or you want the books. Uh, links to both of the books will be in the description uh, so you can check them out there. Uh, yes, so sir. first off, let's thank today's sponsor, Giggle. So are you an independent contractor or gig worker seeking fast and hassle-free financing? Look no further than Giggle. We understand that time is money, and that's why we revolutionized the way you access funds. Picture this, $5,000 in your hands as quick as five minutes. Yes, you heard that right. Five minutes by simply connecting your bank account. Giggle is here to make sure you focus on what you do best while we take care of financial needs. Giggle, the fastest way to secure your financial future. And for your special offer, visit gigglefinance.com slash rideshareguide to apply. All right, Sergio, we have Katie Wells coming on, author of Disrupting DC, The Rise of Uber and the Fall of the City. Katie, welcome. How are you doing? 
It's great to be here. Thanks, Chris. How are you, Katie? Sergio, I'm good today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Now that you're here, I'm doing better. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually want to talk to you for a long time. I mean, I've known you for a while, obviously, but I wanted to have you on the show because and then the timing worked out so well, right? That a lot of stuff is going on. A lot of settlements are happening, like New York City, and a lot of legislation is brewing around the country. Well, who better than talk to you? But then let's first talk, introduce yourself, obviously. And then uh, let's talk a little bit about your wonderful book, Disrupting DC, The Rise of Uber and the Fall of the City, right? So um, let's do that. Let's do that. That sounds great. Uh, so my name is Katie Wells. I am a geographer, which still is like a career, it turns out, in the United States. Uh, I'm a, a geographer, a researcher at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C., but I'm from Northeast Ohio. So this is a bit of fantasy land in D.C. Um, and I've been researching the gig economy for about eight years. Uh, I had a babysitter take an Uber home one night and she lived five blocks away from me and it cost five dollars. And being sort of the researcher that I am, I thought, how, how does this work? Who does this work for? How, how is this feasible, right, at scale? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that sort of began sort of a deep dive into what does it mean for cities when Uber comes to town? And what did it mean for uh, DC when Uber came to town? <laughs> it wasn't as dreamy as it did not look like, do you guys remember Spike Lee, how he did those videos, yeah. the Brooklyn yeah. Hustle, right? It didn't look like that. It wasn't shiny. It wasn't pretty. What we argue in the book, what we found, um, which I honestly still hope is not true, although I'm an empiricist and so I haven't found the counter evidence. <laughs> what we found is that Uber's not evidence of urban economic strength or innovation but instead, its entry into cities is often a sign of weakness, desperation, and a really low set of expectations about how urban life should look. Yeah, I mean, I read the book, obviously, and, and you know, the first chapter talks about that. And, and but, uh, you know, without going too much into detail, what I want actually want you to talk a little bit about is that other than your findings in the book, because this book is not just about drivers versus uber versus passengers it's not much to do with that but it, it has a lot to do with how uber's playbook is right how do they play this game do you think they play fair and nice or how no. do they play this game? no no Sergio. however so here's we <laughs> see what we didn't expect right there is a good chapter sergio on the 40 workers we follow for five years as they move mm. on and off the app but you're right. The book actually gets stuck in all the city politics around how is it that these policymakers got in bed with Uber, right? This book is not a hit piece on Uber. It's a hit piece on all of us who got in bed with them, who are yeah. willing to allow it to make sense for their lives, whether you're workers or policymakers or consumers. Um, and so DC became testing ground. A lot of what we saw play out in California with Prop 22 or what we're watching in Massachusetts or what just unfolded in Minnesota this year, right? There were trial runs of that in DC in 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15. And we try to document that. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, to me, as being an insider of this gig world, right, their playbook is very clear to me. Okay, I mean, maybe not, maybe may not be some for, for some other people, but our job is to educate our audience and then have them expect what's coming because I kind of see what's about to happen 
what before it happens. And you see that too, obviously, when you're doing, you know, researching your book, you see all this happening. And then, you know, sometimes we know it's wrong, but then as, as our audience may attest to, I feel like as large as we are as a channel, I feel powerless. Yeah. Like, I know what's happening in Minneapolis. I know what's happening in California. And then now, you know, it's tied up in court, going to Supreme Court, Prop 22 in California. But this is their playbook. They're going to play this book. They're going to play their hand. What do you say about that? I mean, do you, how do we resist this? How do we get together and make sure it doesn't happen? Yeah. I mean, Sergio, I feel the same way, right? Like their playbook is to challenge the idea of regulation as a good their idea is to say, actually, we like I remember interviewing one of their lobbyists for D.C. And he's like, you know what? Like the reason D.C. is such a good model for us early on is because they they adopted our worldview. And I was like, oh, like, what's your worldview? And they're like, oh, we do regulation better. Uh-huh. Right. The idea that a private entity gets to decide the rules of the game. And right. That's their whole mantra. And they've done it beautifully. And they've convinced a whole whole bunch of powerful people, right? That it's a reasonable stance. Um, So how do we resist? Honestly, I think things like show me the money club, right? Are part of that. One of the shocking things about this work that I didn't expect, and I think is unique to app-based work is the extent to which workers don't know each other. Like in the first set of interviews, we're like, hey, so like how many other folks have you, have you, have you had a cup of coffee with another Uber driver? Have you, do you text them from your phone? Do you go to online forums? Like, 78% 78% of workers in the first year of this work are like, I've never met another Uber driver, right? As many as there are, too. I mean, there are millions, right? There are like three million. But it's they're so isolated. Think of like a pointillism picture, right? And like little dots flashing on and off all night, right? Like it works. This app works, right? Because it puts you where it wants you. Yep. And it doesn't want you, Sergio, to be hanging out with Chris probably on YouTube, okay? Sharing information, <laughs> understanding that the problems you face are problems of the app rather than your own, you yeah. know, character. Yeah, you cannot tr- take anything that they do to you personally, right? I mean, you have, to, first of all, to be successful as a driver, you have to do certain things. You can't just turn the app on like they say and go. It's just not going to work. I mean, we try to explain this to a lot of people, but what you hit on, you hit upon is very important, right? I mean, right here is a solitary business. Other than having a, you know, passenger in the car for 10 minutes or doing food delivery, you're on your own, right? You, you're just kind of out there. Like you said, you're like a little dot. You go on, you go off. But then that's what we're trying to do here, Katie. We're trying to get this community together, get our voices together. And then trust me, it's getting louder. Believe me, it's getting there. But I don't think we're there yet. But I think we're, we're having some success. But as far as those 40 drivers that you just mentioned a couple of minutes ago, right? Can you talk a little bit more about that? Than what the research was and what you found out after talking to those 40 jobs or following them for a certain amount of years? Yeah, absolutely. And it's what you're going to expect, right? Like the two of you will know that many of those workers were not working in the last time that we interviewed them. COVID changed some of that, right? There was a different bump and a shift. A lot of them did have to turn back to gig work, even if they didn't want to, because they lost jobs, they had stresses at home. Um, you know, I think for many of them, Uber worked because it helped them at their time of need. And I think that's what was important to keep in mind, that this was honorable work that they weren't well compensated for. Some of them ended up unscathed, but others took some really hard hits financially or physically. Yeah. And and one one thing that, you know, we need to mention is, the, is, is that as a driver, um, when you don't have a support group, I mean, look, driving is not an easy thing to do, first of all. It's physically, mentally, sometimes financially. It's not that as great as people make it out to be. 
But then this is the only thing that these some of some of the drivers can do. And and nowadays with the macroeconomic conditions, with inflation going through the roof, right? And they are forced to in millions, literally in millions, to force to, to drive. They're not all getting out there and driving because it's great money, okay? But they're doing it. And and this is where I see the the disconnect, right? And these companies now have all the drivers they need. They probably have more drivers than there's demand. They love inflation. Now, they love yeah. inflation. Yeah. And and the exploitation, I mean, I call it exploitation through the algos, right? It's just running rampant. And that's why we become so successful because we nail them every single week. They go, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Let's talk a little bit about the algos and the exploitation yeah. that you see and it's in your book. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, and the personalized pay, right? So as a follow-up to this book, right? I mean, we're also following 30 policymakers to ask them questions about, well, why is it you sort of allow this company to operate and allow, you know, Sergio and Chris to get paid different amounts for the very same work? Why yeah. did we allow that old adage of equal pay for equal work to go out the window? Yeah. And policy do you see, well, do you see, do you see ultimately, I mean, look, there is legislation happening all over the, you know, uh, country. And there's potentially also federal legislation that's coming up. I mean, where do you see these things going? I mean, are we all going to be employees of these? Am I going to wear an Uber hat and a Lyft shirt one day? Is that what's going to happen? As Sergio, I didn't even know Trump was going to be elected. I know nothing about the future. Um, <laughs> I'm really bad at predicting. But I do have to believe, right, that like if we look at the history of big oil and big tobacco, that there's got to be enough pressures. I do think that if there is going to be an assessment, I think there are assessments of Uber, it's going to happen not just on the worker front. It's going to happen thinking more broadly about what are its effects on city, you know, congestion, pollution, thinking about the forever chemicals or those wheels on the road all the time, that yeah. they're going to have to be more parties to the table to have some kind of grander response. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're DC, obviously you're in DC, but you know, we, we know what's happening now with the congestion fee that's about to come down in New York City, you know, when Uber said, oh, we're just going to solve traffic problems, actually, we're going to put many people in a car, and it, it actually quite the opposite happened, right? And, 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 you know, pollution is worse, and there's millions of cars idling out there. And now I believe with all the oversaturation of drivers out there, uh, it's gotten worse, actually. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. And you can add on my more recent work since this book ended, right, has been on instant delivery. And we're seeing yeah. the very same thing. These... These workers are struggling to get orders and they're going across town six miles to pick up the burrito to go a mile. I mean, it it doesn't make sense yeah. um, financially for them and it doesn't make sense sort of sustainability wise for a city. Yeah, I mean, I could talk to you for the whole day, but, um, you know, we have limited time. Obviously, we have our next guest that's going to join us, but I'll give you the floor for the last couple, three minutes. I mean. Tell us to give us give our audience some advice. Give us some advice because I, I think it's very valuable. Honestly, what I give audiences advice, right? I tell them, and I'm sure there are things that you guys I've heard from you, right? Which is please tip in cash. Please show your passenger or if you're a passenger, show your rider what you're paying so we can try to break down some of the opaque, you know, this. It's really hard to figure out what you're owed, right? If you don't keep track. For a lot of the workers we talk to, we're always asking, you know, when, what's your breakdown? Keep track of everything as much as you can. Um, and those safety features are really important too in terms of dash cams. Um, do you use Uber and Lyft quite a bit yourself? In do, I what? do you use Uber and Lyft quite a bit? I don't, but right, but I live in fantasy land. I live in a place with public transportation. I can walk. Yeah. I mean, this is, but this isn't real. Like this is not Ohio. Yeah. Um, but then again, right. On the other hand, 
there's the argument that it's in these fantasy lands that Uber and Lyft really thrive because they have the like wealthy consumer base and they have a workforce that's underemployed. Yep. So that's really where a lot of the, you know, profits, if there are profits, but the extraction of value happens for these companies. Well, I mean, to our audience, here's Katie Wells. I mean, look, I, I highly recommend the book. If you guys don't win it, don't be cheapskates. Go buy it. It's it's an amazing book. It is so applicable and relevant for these times that we're in, you know, because all of our drivers complain about oversaturation. I can't get any trips. I can't make any money. I'm like, I understand, but that's the name of the game. But please go um, get Katie's book. It's extremely well written. Um, you have two more authors, obviously, in the book. If you want to mention their names, you go, you go right ahead. Absolutely. Two lovely co-authors who I continue to work with, Kafwe Atto and Declan Cullen. Yep. Um, and, and they uh, would also they would also say thank you to Sergio and Chris for letting us share this story. We really are so pleased that you're building community. I think that's the only thing that's going to help us try to think otherwise about how to confront these companies is doing it collectively. And we hope that the book is part of that chorus. Yeah, it definitely will be. It's, it's, a, it's a must read really for every gig worker um, to understand the behind the scenes mentality of how these companies are and how they look at the workers, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, let's keep in touch, right? We're here for you. If you need anything from Show Me The Money or Chris or I, you know, we're happy to help and uh, much appreciated. Thank you for showing up. Thanks, Sergio. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Katie. All right. Have a great rest of your day. All right. So that was Katie Wells. Uh, the name of the book is called Disrupting DC, The Rise of Uber and the fall of the city. Again, if you want to check out the book, link is going to be in the description. We will give the books away in a little bit. We're going to have our guests uh, go first. And then the book's name, hold on. The book's away. name is um, Disrupting DC, like Washington, DC. It's called uh, The Rise of Uber and Fall of the City. It's yep. an amazing, amazing, amazing book. And, and I think I sent you screenshots, but I don't know where they went. Uh, but we can show the screenshot of the book if you want. And here's that book right there, Disrupting DC, The Rise of Uber and the Fall of the City. This is basically tells you guys the playbook that Uber applies when they go into a city and they have a playbook and they execute it. How do they execute? They buy politicians. They do whatever they need to do. But, you know, they just move fast, break things. They're the elephant in the China closet. And they're good at it. And in order to battle these types of companies, we need to stand together and battle as much as we can. And that's that's how it's going to work out. But with that said, um, well, our next guest is in the green room. So let's bring him on. Yes, we have Brian Merchant, author of Blood in the Machine and previous guest as well uh, coming on. Brian, how you doing today? Gentlemen, hello. Hey, 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 Mr. Luddite. <laughs> okay, well, we have a we have a story with Brian. Obviously, we passed. You know, in about May or so, we 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 I took him a story, and then we hit that out of the park. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to work soon again. Uh, but without further ado, Brian, introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, and we'll get into the book and and uh, talk about wonderful things. And then uh, when you do have the the machine breaking thing happening, you know. I'm going to make sure a lot of drivers show up to that thing. So, so you know, but we'll talk about that. All right. Yeah. Here's Brian. Yes. Uh, well, I'm Brian Merchant, the LA Times tech columnist. And uh, I have a book called Blood in the Machine The Origins of the Rebellion Against Big Tech. That's about um, 
really the first time that uh, we started seeing uh, technology deployed by um, by by factory owners and by bosses to uh, automate work and to disrupt uh, working standards, uh, resulting in sort of the this up this uprising, the Luddite uprising. Um, and I sort of try to draw all kinds of parallels um, from what happened then to what's going on today as we see open AI rising up as and but in particular the new sort of uh, gig work economy that is you know in doing a lot of interesting things and um, by you know but these companies coming on the scene saying we're new, we're tech companies we're not taxi companies we're not delivery companies we're um you know we're changing the game entirely so the old rules don't apply and they can sort of uh try to undermine labor standards and work and the way we work and things like that um and uh yeah and uber has uh has been a big player in that field as you all know you know is so so it's a it's a focal point in the book um is, is uber what what uber's um you know been up to the last 10 years or so uh in in, in especially in the ways that it sort of uh has affected taxi drivers has affected the drivers who've relied on the platform and seen wages gone down seen complications and that's not to say that uber hasn't done a lot of good things and interesting yeah. things too but yeah um I, I i sort of link the two eras now that we're in this new moment where we're seeing all kinds of tech being invested uh, i mean all kinds of money and being invested in tech that um looks to that is primarily all about trying to change the way people work so ai yeah. is the big one now it was gig work before it factory automation robotics um, it's kind of been the story of the last 10 years. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was at your wonderful book signing, I think a couple of months ago or a month and a half ago. And uh, you said you spent about eight or nine years of your life to write this book? Or it took you about eight, eight nine years? Well, it's been sort of on my mind. I wrote an article for Vice um, when I was working at Vice about almost 10 years ago. Yeah, nine years ago. So I've, I've kind of had the idea floating around for a long time. Um, but I, I, I really got working on it in earnest, um, probably five, five, five or six years ago. So it's been five or six years of work. Yeah. Yeah, five or six years of work. And then I think the timing of the release of this book couldn't be better. I mean, truly, you know, with a you know, autonomous vehicles affecting or going to affect or replace pretty much all the rideshare drivers right i mean that's disruption again another disruption that's going on but uh as far as the the luddites give us a little bit of background and story how that story ended for them i mean you know i know there was some bloodshed um you know at the end uh, what happened you know give us a little bit snippet of the book and then book again amazing book please pay attention and go <laughs> buy the book if you're not going to win it today uh blood in the machine so what happened to those luddites they rebelled right yeah yeah so a little background is that so like there were a lot of um cloth workers in england that was like the biggest industrial workforce uh, at the at the beginning of the industrial revolution is cloth workers that's what propels the industrial revolution that's what sort of uh gets things going it starts in the textile industry so um the cloth workers you know used to work at home but they work with machines so they are the biggest misunderstanding about Luddites is that they hate technology, right? Like if you know the word Luddite, 
then the first thing that comes to mind is somebody that hates technology, doesn't get it, doesn't want any part of it. Either they want to throw their phone in a river or they, you know, never got one because it's too complicated. But that's not the Luddites at all. That is, that's the, that's not an accurate, uh, the, the real Luddites were cloth workers who were very skilled, who had the latest technology, you could say. They were even technicians or technologists themselves, right? They had the tech in their house. They worked at home or in small shops. They're modding their their machines, working with it, repairing it hands-on, really, um, you know, knowledgeable. And that's why they knew what the threat was when they started yeah. seeing um, bosses, factory owners, and industrialists start to by new kinds of machinery that could automate the process um, and putting them into sort of a factory organization. So they started building factories, they started making larger operations, and they started, uh, you know, using these machines that could make make cloth faster, yep. but more cheaply, and it was shoddier quality. And so the cloth workers of the time you know, saw the 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 prices go down, their wages go down, because now they're competing with mass production. Basically, yeah. they're they're competing with the factory organization. So they're so you know they try to work out a democratic solution for about ten years. They they petition parliament. They call on the bosses, the factory owners, to say, hey, you know, let's you're 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 starving us. Basically, you're driving down wages so low we can't compete. None of that works. Uh, British Parliament tears up all the old regulations that used to protect workers. Uh, the, the factory owners kind of hit the gas on it with the new technologies and their automating work and beginning mass production and seeing the rise of the factory. And the the, the cloth workers they have this is they have nowhere to go. They have yeah. they have nothing. They have no recourse. You know, You're just, they've been working in this job their whole lives. Not only that, but a lot of times that's the only job in the whole city, right? It's a cloth working town. So yeah. you don't, you can't, you can't like go get a job at a coffee shop or something. You are just out of luck and now your family's starving. So as a tactic of last resort, they take up the hammers. They invent this character, Ned Ludd, who gives them their name, the Luddites. And they start this campaign where they write threatening letters to factory owners and say, you don't take down these machines that are obnoxious to us that have put 200 of our uh, fellow brothers out of work this year, uh, you'll get a visit from Ned Ludd's army. And then if they don't comply, the Luddites show up in a, you know, army formation in like a military formation and they, they enter the factory uh, by force and they smash those, just the machines that are doing the automating. And then they say, if you leave it that way, you're we're good here. But if you restore the machines, if you buy new machines, we'll return and we'll we'll do the whole place. Um, so the the tactic catches on. The Luddites are hugely popular. They um, are you know cheered as champions. They're the new Robin Hood. Uh, yeah. The the middle and working classes uh, are you know huge supporters of the Luddites. Um, and you know the, the the conflict escalates from there. It becomes a big crazy story that engulfs yeah. all of Britain in conflict at the time. Um, suffice to say, the Luddites eventually get crushed by the state um, and many Luddites are hung because they make it a crime punishable by death to break a machine. They send in the military. This is the largest domestic occupation of, uh, 
uh, of Britain that had taken place up to that point, and maybe ever tens of thousands of troops in industrial uh, districts to fight the Luddites. Um, and, you know, so the victors write the history books. And so we yeah. remember the Luddites as the elites, as yeah. they wanted us to at the time, as backwards looking malcontents who didn't understand technology, so smashed it with a hammer. Um, yeah. The reality is they had this very well-organized, very popular, very fierce campaign um, that was specifically targeted at the people who were putting them out of work for a profit with, uh, you know, and doing, you know, grave injury to these communities one by one by one. Yeah, I think, well, I think it's it's taking place now right in front of our eyes. I mean, you know, with Cruz and Waymo, all these cars coming around and, you know, obviously they're the only way they can be successful financially is scale, right? And scale means more cars as if we need more cars like a hole in the head as rideshare drivers these days, right? And it's, I think it's like super relevant, right? I mean, mm -hmm. just to, for our audience is very relevant, but in general for our audience's kids, right? AI is coming. AI is not coming. It's here, right? It's replacing a lot of people, a lot of writers and a lot of freelancers. And the world is changing again. It seems like to me, Brian, the world is changing faster now. The more these technologies advance, the faster the changes are happening. And for a human to adjust to all these changes seems difficult to me. But, um, you know, I guess it is what it is. Yeah, well, there's, you know, uh, two things that I'd say to that. And yeah, one is you're absolutely right. And it's funny, it, since... You, you know this, Andrew, but it, both in the IPO documents of, in Lyft and Uber, they both, they pitch, they're pitching investors on the idea that they're going to replace all their drivers, yeah. you know, in a matter of years with autonomous vehicles. Uh, both Uber did it a little more explicitly, but Lyft uses this language too. Like, this is the plan that they're selling to investors. It's like, oh yeah, right now we have this, this labor cost. Uh, because we have to pay drivers, uh, but but before long it'll all be uh, it'll all be automated. We won't even have to pay drivers. So you know, invest now, and you know, and, and in five years' time, um, you know, Uber had a, an extensive self-driving car program for a long time that ended fairly disastrously. Uh, but yeah, and and I and the second part is I want to underline is that it's like. Technology it certainly advances, and it and it certainly you know brings us into uh, new frontiers. But you always got to be careful about you know about about the, what the story is versus what the technology can actually accomplish. That's a great example, right? Like the CEOs of Uber and Lyft going around saying that there's going to be autonomous cars, um, you know, by like 2025 or whatever it was by the end of 20. Now it's really clear that's not going to happen. That's just a way that they can sort of try to attract more investments and and keep sort of the the game going, get more uh, infusions of 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 venture capital um and but but if they could if they could i'm so if they could they would replace all you guys in a heartbeat they in would heartbeat, yeah. And, yeah. and it's you know that's not to say that it won't happen eventually and it and that they'll try we're certainly seeing you know Cruz and waymo trying to do this um yeah. but it's you know it, well. Yeah, I think I think Cruz figured that out the hard way and the CEO figured that out the hard way because I had Alex Kantrowitz on a few weeks ago and you know he had interviewed Carl Volt, the you know, CEO of Cruz and the founder. And you know, he was like brazenly saying, Oh, we're gonna go 10x, 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 10x every year, right? Well, he's out of a job now. So that happened really fast. And and I mean, I mean, look, this is these things are inevitable. It's gonna happen. But I think 
these companies, when they say these things, you know, they don't understand what ramifications they may have for an Uber driver that's been driving for six years, eight years, right? And and that's maybe the only thing this guy can do. And and there goes there goes his livelihood. And and I think I think I don't know. Maybe legislation is going to be necessary at some point to put the brakes on these companies to a certain degree. I mean, cats out of the bag. I don't think it's going to go backwards, but maybe slow things down a little bit. So we have a couple of minutes remaining. So I want to talk to you a little bit about um, the, you know, obviously we did the Prop 22 article together and then yeah. it was wonderful that you did a great job with it. Um, you know, uh, are you back to work from your uh, world uh, stardom tour of your book? Uh, can we go to work now or what's what's happening? <laughs> yeah, I'm back, back in action. I never really stopped, but now I at least have a little bit of time to breathe. Um, okay. So, yeah. Uh, you, you know, I, we've been talking, you know, about, about prop 22 and what's, uh, what, what's going on with that. I think next year is probably yeah. going to be, a you know, a, a big year for, for both prop 22 and then sort of the, you know, regulating gig work at the federal level. So, uh, there's, it, AI has kind of sucked a lot of the you know air out of the room um, for for non AI sto stories in, in tech. So I think Uber has and Lyft and, the, and DoorDash and all those companies have kind of glided under the radar a little bit this year and evaded some scrutiny. And then you started and they st look at that they started making some some money. It looks like too, yeah. at least according yeah. to the reports. But um, there's some interesting reporting that you're also aware of i know that the way that they made some of those revenues uh may be uh may, may come under fire so yeah there's a there's a lot to a lot to watch in this space um you know the the ruling on 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 prop 22 is going to going to be big um whether or not sort of there's this third way you know, driver category or worker category that gets sort of um, institutionalized for, for gig workers. Um, I personally think that that would be a bad thing and it would prevent, you know, gig workers from 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 getting all the rights and, and benefits and things that they're due. Um, I personally think the gig work model and flexibility could work completely well in tandem with you know full benefits and all that i i have not seen a persuasive case that says otherwise but i know that's the knock against it so i think you know there's room for both if you if a gig worker wants to have be wants to work full time and be eligible for all those benefits i think they should be able to do that and if they want to have a part-time model and work on weekends or whatever they should be able to do that too and not, yeah. neither the technology nor the regulation should preclude that so um, it's interesting times for sure. Yeah, definitely. And we're, I'm definitely looking forward to working on that with you, hopefully early next year. And, uh, you know, look, these companies, um, once in a while, they need a break check. And I think we're doing that quite well through the, our community. And, and, and I mean, thanks to friends, you know, like you, uh, in the, um, journalist community that you guys are listening. You guys are giving our our community the voice that we need because that's the only way. That's you know you're the, you're my megaphone. I mean, you know, I, I think I think you guys are doing great job when when you know you you announce things or you write about things and and I think we're gonna keep uh, having this relationship. That's um, that's that's valid. I mean, we we need you people. We need we need you journalists to be friends with us and then. And I'm definitely uh, uh, 
appreciative of you showing up and always be able to listen and give me your opinion. So with that said, I appreciate, again, you showing up today. We're going to give a couple of Brian's books away as well. So in closing, I'll give you a couple of minutes, you know, give our audience some advice, just like uh, Katie did at the last time I heard two minutes. Yeah, I mean, I'll say I think I'm glad there are more and more journalists and tech journalists and ever more. It's been, you know, paying attention to sort of not just like the the top line, you know, business stories, what Uber's doing and what the quarterly earnings are, or whatever, but the actual the 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 experience of, of drivers on the ground. There's um, so, yeah, that's that's how I see my job is to is to report on the, the, the latter part. Um, I, you know, when I was writing this book, it was before the AI thing. So I, it was, I was really looking a lot at, at, at gig work and Uber and how that was, uh, you know, that, that was playing out. And that to me was, you know, the parallel of the last 10 years before, I mean, open AI and all these new AI companies stand to be another round of, of disruptions. But I think if you really want to understand, uh, this, this tension between that keeps playing out between you know, executives and managers and bosses that can afford to, you know, uh, use a new technology to disrupt a standard, to disrupt the norm. They're given a lot of power. And this happens time and time again throughout history from factory owners to like the automators in the in the in the car in the uh, the car manufacturing plants to robotics to the computer era to now the app and AI era. So I think that if we do understand the history, we can arm ourselves with a lot of the knowledge um, necessary to sort of confront the playbook because the playbook of the of the technological disruptor, the, the automator, the executive class, it doesn't change all that much. So you can be ready uh, if we, you know, understand the sort of, sort of the basic ways that, that it tends to work through history. Um, so yeah, thanks for having me, Sergio. Thanks, Chris. Anytime. Uh, and, and I mean, you know, that last, you know, what he's what Brian said, I mean, it is valid and we, we appreciate it. It's great advice. Um, looking forward to talking to you soon and we'll work again uh, early next year together. Um, here's Brian Merchant, uh, the author of Blood in the Machine. Highly, highly, highly recommend. And here's the book. If you guys don't win it, buy it. I'm <laughs> telling you, it's, it's, this is so timely so relevant for what we're the days we're we're, we're living you know and and um again brian much appreciated thank you so much cheers we'll see you around bye-bye cheers all right, all right so that is brian merchant again blood in the machine now you want to know something really interesting that happened to me yesterday um hmm. first of all uh when it comes his book would be like part of the whole whole spear of this um, when I was at Walmart picking up something and we all know you go to Walmart, there's like two checkouts and then there's 900 self checkouts, but there's so many people, you're still waiting in line. And, uh, I hate the self checkout. I am not, I, so I'm a Luddite when it comes to the, to the self checkouts. I like going to somebody. Um, but this time, yeah. I mean, when you have like 15 people and they're, they all got stuff and they're, they're going, uh, in the regular checkout, then you have kind of have to go to the self checkout. But I'm looking up at their screen, their monitor. They have the monitor right where you're standing there. And it's showing the entire section of all the people checking out. So all, I don't know, eight or nine checkout counters are there. And then you see these little boxes around everybody because they're actually, tr what they're doing is they're using the AI to track you scanning everything, make sure you're scanning and not stealing. 
Oh my god! So, yeah, but that's a big, the, big problem with the self checkout things. People are like swiping things. Oh yeah, I mean, well, here's the thing: you can just avoid it by walking out entirely and yeah. not even walking into that. You'd never get into their cameras. But yeah. um, I wouldn't suggest doing that. No, no. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> but here's the thing: if that's what they're showing you right now on a yeah. monitor right in front of you, what yeah. are they doing through the store? Like when you walk in, they're they're yeah. probably face tracking you. How many times do you probably. walk in? Where do you yeah. walk in in the store? Yeah. and where you're um, stopping what aisle stuff. you're stopping right so they know where you're going how to buy long next time. all of that so. stuff they're they're and each person is getting tracked everywhere they're going when it comes Crazy. to in the store so they can build up who you are what you're looking at what you get and all of that stuff um yeah, and then that's that way they can you know send you your walmart email saying hey you know we thought you might like this and it's exactly what you were looking at it's like the same thing when you, when you and I are, let's say, talking about a product and all of a sudden it pops up in your Facebook. Yep. I mean, yep. The they, they know you all so well. But yeah, that's that's where it's going when you. it comes to that stuff. So it's it's yeah. absolutely crazy. Um, yeah. and, I, and trust me, I don't like going to Walmart too much, but uh, I found it fascinating when I was looking at that. I'm like, holy shit, that's just insane of what's going on. Um, and yeah. you know, and then just imagine what they're doing with these apps like Uber and Lyft, where they're they're tracking you as a driver, they're they're tracking your habits, they're tracking exactly where you are, the times you go on, the times you go off, passengers, same exact thing. Um, and the data centers, I can only imagine the amount of crap that they have in there. Yeah, no, Oof. it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, but uh, are we doing the book giveaway now? Later? When are we doing it? Oh uh, yeah, let's do the let's do the first book away, giveaway now. We'll give, yeah, we'll do Katie's book now, disrupting DC: The Rise of hashtag, Uber. What, what did you come up with? Hashtag on that one, Katie. Hashtag, hashtag Katie. fall. Hashtag, hashtag fall. Okay, cool. Because yeah. technic technically, it's about the fall of DC. Really, it's the fall. All right, of hashtag fall, so, people. Yeah, so, if you'd like the book, there's going to be two winners. So we're going to do two. Uh, separate ones so enter hashtag fall into the chat right now and you could have your chance at winning disrupting dc the rise of uber and the fall of the city i read both okay so um if you do get it read it don't just while you're waiting <laughs> for a trip or whatever or a delivery don't put it on ebay it, it's i'm telling you i mean it tells you guys exactly what the playbook of these companies is so just read it um uh, I, I, I... Oh, cam cameras everywhere. Not only, you know, one of, one of the topic we were going to talk about this, but we we're we're going to save it for another time. Um, basically, what New York City is doing, they're doing. If you go into New York City in the in metro, you yeah. have to pay toll, and it's like up to like twenty six dollars. I mean, who the hell's going to pay that just to go? Oh, and continue the congestion going? fee. Yeah, the congestion. Yeah, the congestion fee. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. I hope that they, I hope I. You know what? I hope that. I hope that New Yorkers do the exact same thing that they're doing in UK with the plate readers, because what they're doing is they're charging in the UK, they're charging people uh, who have gas powered cars uh, fee. Every, I think it's every single day. So mm -hmm. people have been fed up with it and they're going and breaking these cameras. And I hope to God, I see people breaking <laughs> these fucking cameras in New York well, City for this congestion fee uh, yeah. bullshit, because that's well, exactly that's what I think this is. Last week we talked about the, the the buses in LA with all the AI cameras. They're giving tickets to people now. I'm like, what the f? Bro? Yeah, it's insane. Like, thank you. Oh, like, thanks uh, for thank the uh, super chat. We hey. appreciate that. What's up, Ahmed? Um, we'll, I, I owe you a phone call. I know that, but you know it's been so crazy. And and today was any better? Trust me, people. It was like I'm like, holy crap, what's going on? 
And uh, are we putting that up now? The the, the article. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna in a minute. We're just gonna we'll probably do the uh, we'll get the book giveaway, giveaway first. You want to do it after the then, article? Uh, do it? Let's let's give them some chance because they're still putting it in. So sure, sure. Let's talk right. two minutes with the All article. Right, so so uh, an article was published yesterday, and uh, it was titled very interesting, uh, and it was Uber's CEO yeah. hides driver pay cuts to boost profits. Now, I don't know about you, but Sergio, you and I have been talking about this specific topic for as long as Upfront Ferris has been around. Actually, I went into our old live streams uh, titles mm -hmm. to see. So mm -hmm. There's probably four or five titles that we're talking about Upfront Ferris's pay cut. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, all of the, the things relevant to that particular thing. And yeah. now it looks like we have some data to back that up. Mm hmm. Yeah. We do, and and uh, look, <clears throat> this this article was published uh, yesterday morning, just yesterday morning. I, it feels like it's been like a month already. <laughs> um, and the author of the article is uh, Professor Len Shorman, who is a business um, Columbia Business School professor. Okay, and the article was published in Forbes, and um, it took off, Chris. Like. I have not seen it like this to go viral, something go viral like this. All I did was I also tweeted it. I mean, I didn't say like uh, I'm for it, against it, any of that stuff, but it kind of confirmed what we've been talking about for a year with Upfront Fairs. Okay. Yep. The only difference between this going viral and something else going viral was that this has millions of tens of millions of trips of data analysis behind it. That's the gist of the article, right? So now everybody is like emailing me saying, Oh, did you see the article? Did you see the article? I go, Yeah, I have nothing to do with the article. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we saw it. You know, Professor but Sherman wrote it and 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 put it out there. And I most of the stuff he's saying, we are drivers as drivers experiencing on a day-to-day -day basis with upfront fares. We kind of had figured it out, but Mm -hmm. We didn't have the data to support it. So now there is data well, we, behind this. And, hold on, know. hold on. We had our data. I mean, think about it. How many drivers have we talked to or yeah. any, anybody that we know when it comes to this? That they looked at their earnings from last year, the amount of time that they were online, the amount of time of or the amount of rides that they've taken and how much they're taking home, how much money yeah. they're making. And then you bring that to today. And you can see you have to either work more, do more rides to bring yeah. back the same amount of pay. So clearly that is a pay cut right then and there. And it's like, yes, we can see that individually, but trying to aggregate that amongst many, many drivers, you know, you, you could get maybe, you know, 50 drivers or so, but the amount of data that's in this, it's, it's almost irrefutable at that point. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, I've done articles of my own with my own data in the past and, you know, it's been shrugged off because it's, it always is called not enough sample size. You know, a lot of individual drivers have done this. Like Mike Smith says, you know, I have a few thousand. I already knew this. I'm like, I get it. But that's again, in, in the academia or in the rideshare world, it's not enough, but this has millions of chips. Anyway, let's not extend this. What happened is that, um, I think about, uh, 10 AM this morning, Either the internet broke, Chris, <laughs> or something broke, bro. <laughs> the yeah, article, I can't see the, the article, article now. Gone. The article was gone. And I'm, now I'm getting emails. Where is the article? I'm like, why are you guys asking me? Like, as if <laughs> I wrote the article. I'm like, not even the 
I, my name is not even in the article, okay? And uh, long story short, the article is off the internet now. I don't know why it's off the internet. However, um, I have a sneaky suspicion why it is, but I'm not going to uh, speculate on any of that stuff. But the good news is, if the article does come back, we will post it, I will tweet it again, and we'll all go read it again. However, Professor Len Sherman, the horse himself, who wrote the article, from the horse's mouth, we can hear all this stuff, all the data, the analysis, his conclusions, why the article was taken down, if it's going to go back up, why it went back up, I don't know. So he's going to be our guest next week. I'm pretty sure that's going to be a ridiculously popular episode because... I mean, this is a professor at Columbia Business School, Ivy League school. I don't think he would jeopardize his credibility by writing some fluff piece. And Forbes is also not a fluff piece kind of a magazine. Okay? So, you know, um, there you go. We're going to have him on as our guest next week on Show Me the Money Club at 3 p.m. Everybody come back and listen from the horse's mouth. That's it. Yeah, yeah man. so that's going to yeah. be a very interesting article when it comes down to it. Uh, or I mean, I'm sorry, very interesting no. uh, information based <laughs> off of the article uh, that we're yeah. going to hear and be able to converse with uh, and see what's going on. All that breakdown uh, yeah. because he's, uh, he's we're gonna we're been... gonna we're gonna have it right then and there. So yeah, yes, yeah. make sure you plan according. We're going to have Len Sherman on next week. So I saw a comment from uh, 1189 Paris saying you should have him on the show. Well, guess what? <laughs> we already are. So uh, yeah, he will be on next one. week. Uh, so make sure um, you mark your calendars for that one. Yeah, he's been a supporter of the show. He's been a good friend to us. He's been on, I think, before, but early early days of Show Me the Money before it became super popular. And uh, But the timing of this worked out, right? And, uh, and, you know, article comes out. I go, you want to be on next week? He goes, yeah. Because, look, we... We schedule these shows, the guests, weeks and weeks in advance. It's not like we can do it, you know, call a professor and say, hey, why don't you show up? <laughs> it doesn't work like that. And and anyway, so he's going to be on next week. If the article comes back up, great. We'll post it and you guys can go read it. This time, take screenshots of it. See if you agree, disagree. Um, and you can ask professor questions, but he'll be on next week and uh, it'll be a good one. So, yeah. Yep excited about that one all right so let's uh let's do these giveaway book giveaways now so again we're giving away katie wells uh disrupting dc give me one second so i can uh share the screen and we're giving away two books yes all right so people our first winner is click Kevin Bishop, congratulations, Kevin. Kevin. You are the winner of the book. Kevin, email me, Sergio at therightshareguy.com, your physical address. Katie will be emailing the book, obviously, to you directly. I don't have the books, but I will immediately forward your uh, information to her, and then she will uh, put it in in a box or whatever, in an envelope, and you'll have the book. Enjoy the book. Great book. Awesome. Congrats, Kevin. Now let's see who else is going to be our winner today. Yeah, we need the little. Oh. <laughs> yes, sir. 
Brenda, congratulations, Brenda. You are Brenda, the winner as well. It. All right, Brenda. All right, so Brenda, same thing as Kevin, please email me, Sergio at the right guy.com. You guys can email me at Sergio at the guy.com like you always do with, with things that we're going to talk about and whatever. Uh, but uh, do you want the book? Congrats, Katie's book, uh, Brenda Plunkett, Sergio at the right guy.com. I need physical address, please, including zip code. Thank you, thank you. So, um, all right. And then we'll give Brian's book, you know, maybe after a couple of segments. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. So let's let's talk about our next segment. And that is uh, lift locks. It went away. And a lot of drivers are pissed off about that who are Lux drivers. Super. Yeah. I mean, when you're making an elevated income and you have an elevated car, then you should be making that elevated income. But unfortunately, okay, well, they took it away, and now you're down, you're down Sorry. here. But yeah. there was something that we talked about on Show Me the Money Club. There's something that a driver had talked about. There's something that we talked about on EV Money with Gabe and myself yep. uh, and a guest, uh, Will, who is on. And he's also going to be on, I believe, Thursday's episode of Behind the Wheel, yes. if I'm not yes. mistaken. Um, yeah. Basically, he was a Lux driver. He had a Tesla Model Y. Yeah. And unfortunately, it just wasn't black. So yeah. he was a Lux driver. And of course, Lux went away. Yeah. But but he did something smart. Something real smart to fight back. Ingenuity. And now. And, and, yeah. Boom. Now. Now. <laughs> now. So, okay. so here's the thing. So he wrapped his car in black, matte black. Um, yep. So now his car qualifies for Lux Black. And Uber Black. Um, so, okay, please, okay, you know, we do a lot of, well, once a week, we do every Thursday morning at 8, 8 a.m. behind the wheel. Um, very popular now these days, obviously, because these are all successful drivers. So this gentleman uh, were dropped from the face of the earth because he was doing Lux and, he, you know, he was happy with Lux and lifts in their wisdom said oh your tesla model y now only qualifies for comfort i'm going like bullshit of all <laughs> bullshits right and so what happens speaking of the devil right there um thank you will so you know what he does is he goes and um you know wraps the car in black now i'm not going to give all the details because i want you to guys to watch behind the wheel on thursday how he did it now, he is in Boston, Massachusetts. I can tell you guys that. Now, the only thing I can say about this is he's going to tell us on behind the wheel how he did it, how much he spent, what the regulations were, how easy it was to get on the lift uh, black platform, what the requirements were as far as commercial insurance is concerned. But I think that Tesla looks sick. And on the mm -hmm. right and the left screenshots, you guys can see. Right there. He's now black only. He can choose black only, premium only. And the Tesla, the same Tesla that could only do extra comfort, garbage, right? Now he's doing trips. And I sent Chris some of his uh, trips. He's already getting, recouping his investment back. The one on the right is the uh, yesterday. I think he sent me an email. He goes, some guy tipped me 200 bucks cash, sir. Boom. There you go. And look at these trips. 
On the left, Uber Black Trip in Boston, 4.6 miles, 11 minutes and 52 seconds, 31 bucks. Who doesn't take that? Is that cash or trash, Chris? That is cash all day long. That's cash, baby. And on the right, all day long. And on the right, um, eight eight minutes and one and a quarter miles for twenty four fifty <laughs> because he's he's doing Lux, not Lux Black anymore. There's no Lux Black, but now it's Lyft Black and Uber Black, and he's going to tell us how he did it. Now, before you guys go wrap your car tomorrow, don't do it. You don't be that compulsive. Just wait another day. Watch the episode on Thursday morning at eight a.m. The only thing I can tell you is that every city and every state has different regulations. Even if you don't watch behind the wheel, if you're going to go do this, please check the regulations of your city. Please check what Uber and Lyft, what is required. However, this guy, by, by wrapping the car black, was able to get on both black upper end platforms. He didn't have any problems with it. Meaning the registration of the car, the, the color obviously is registered. I think it was blue or gray, whatever it was. And uh, both companies accepted it. They did not care about the registration color when he registered or uploaded his documents. And it was a fairly easy process. But don't jump on two conclusions. Go check it out. Do your due diligence. Don't come to me later and say, oh, I spent like four grand, wrap my car, but now nah, I'm not allowed. Do all your due diligence. Every city, every state is different, different rules, regulations, including insurance, commercial insurance is concerned. But this driver's story is going to be on behind the wheel Thursday morning, 8 a.m. You know, and the guy, and I'm telling you, the guy is recouping his money back already. I I think he's going to recoup all that uh, wrapping money back in like six months or less because those trips are crazy, you know? Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. So, Will, I know you're watching. We just saw you. Um, keep us posted. Let us know. And, you know, when you do make that money back, when you recoup that, let us know so we can see exactly yep. how long it took and yep. any more information. Because uh, that's yeah. definitely something that I'm really happy to follow up on because that yeah. is a driver who said, I'm not going to uh, fold to this Make crap. This I'm yeah. going to do what I have to do. And, you know, that's what he did. He he had okay. to make a little bit of an investment. But here's the thing. Yeah. If you're already driving a car that's, you know, at a certain price, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's not that much difference when it comes down to it, yeah, especially if you want to keep that level. So yeah. as Sergio said, wanna... make sure you watch the one on Thursday. Uh, yeah, but also do your due diligence. So do your homework before. If this is something that you had a problem with because you were a Lux driver, you have a car yeah. that qualifies for Lux, but it doesn't qualify for Black, look into what's going on within your area to be able to qualify for Black and see if it's a real possibility. Yeah, Boston, yeah, normal, Boston. I mean, normal. Jeff, Boston, Massachusetts. And, and please, again, Please do your due diligence. Call the company. Say, I'm going to wrap my car black. Is it possible to jump up in platforms? Every city, every state is going to be different. But if he did it in a major city like Boston, Mass, I'm thinking, look, I know a lot of Lux drivers who got hurt badly when Lyft uh, switched to Comfort, right? I mean, you have a $60,000 Tesla Model Y, and they want you to do like an $8, eight mile Comfort trip. I'm like, no. So this is the way he fought back. Right. And, uh, you know, and he got on. He's on. The guy, you guys saw it. He's already doing trips, recouping his investment and uh, all power to him. And uh, and I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to also build a private business with that wonderful looking car. Right. He's, um, you know, he's got the commercial insurance covered as well. So this is the way you do it. Well, good job. You know. 
All right. So speaking of the rest of us who don't qualify for Lux Black or Black, um, unfortunately, you know, uh, we, we are at the whims sometimes of UberX and Lyft Regular, which we all know how that looks today. And according to the Forbes article, it's down 11 or 12 percent or something uh, from year over year when it came from, you know, pre uh, during the rate card to post, which is upfront earnings. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, a little bit of a rate cut there. And um, yeah, basically, uh, what are drivers doing now? I mean, are, are they sitting there taking more rides? What are they doing? Are they uh, are they doing a little little cash rides on the side, a little uh, friends and family discount? Uh, what's going on, Sergio? Uh, um, okay, as bin, um, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. Man, I, I say I will say it ten more times. Go to Sergio at the rideshareguy.com if you guys want to contact me. Look, we don't call these cash trips. Okay, cash trips are not allowed um, on the platform. However, you know, um, they're uh, friends and relatives, and you know, I know a lot of drivers who do a lot of trips for friends and relatives. And uh, they're kind of forced to do it because the trips are not worth doing on the platform. I mean, it is what it is. Let's call it the way it is. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say do it. If you're going to do it, do it properly like Will did, right? I mean, he did it properly. But a lot of people do it. And um, it is one accident away from disaster, as far as I'm concerned. I mean... And uh, but Uber, I think uh, this is from Mississippi. Uh, Uber is figuring this shit out. Although Uber, maybe you should figure out all the fake accounts that I saw the other day on Facebook. You know, uh, maybe you should figure that shit out. Um, there you go, uh, Brandon. You're dropping down, huh? Okay, good luck. Uh, yeah, there you go. Well, no, you get it black and do black. You can do black, I guess. Um, so. This is from Mississippi um, regulatory information. As a reminder, Mississippi law prohibits solicitation or acceptance of cash payments from passengers. Payments for transportation services provided by driver partners may only be made electronically through the Uber app. Okay, we all know that, Uber. Except that when you pay shit, uh, people do things. And hey, um, I think, look, I'm not going to tell you not to do it, but I'm also going to I'm also going to say, please be careful doing these things with friends and family. You don't uh, you don't want to be in trouble um, with the law or with uh, insurance companies or anything else. And I think this way, you know, is another way of moving up right in classes or, you know, do it properly and, and create your own small business and get rid of Uber and Lyft. I mean, ultimately, that's you know there's one thing that the redshirt professor says right you just move up move up in class and you know create your own llc and and you don't need like a cadillac escalate to start it yeah if you have a decent car or an suv type of car you can do it and and creating llc is cheap i know commercial insurance is expensive but if you're going to do it do it properly you know uh doing it this mm -hmm. way may get you in trouble and you don't want that trouble so there you go Exactly. So our, our little announcement for today, <laughs> yeah. but let's talk about, let's talk about a, a deed, you know, the good deeds. Yeah. It's, well, that's it's, pissed it's, me the time, off. it's the time of giving. It's the time of, you mm. know, helping it, it, yeah. It's the season of perpetual hope and all that good stuff. It's the holidays. It's Christmas. It's Hanukkah. It's whatever holiday you may um, 
celebrate. But what happens when your good deed goes punishment and you get punishment from it? So no good deed goes unpunished. No good deed goes unpunished. So, um, you know, um, okay, so this is this I received this week. Uh, as you guys can see, uh, <laughs> this 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 lady uh, did an amazing, amazing thing. Okay, so I'll read the left side and then you guys can be studying the right side. The trip went from, what is that, 548, Chris, or 518, some ridiculous number, whatever that is. So the upfront, okay, the upfront pair went yeah. up. Okay, so the original trip, original trip came in at four minutes, four point two four miles at twelve minutes. That was the estimate on lift. Well, guess what happened? It went four point nine four miles, let's say, at three quarters of a miles more. But look at the time, Chris. It went an extra hour, almost fifty eight minutes. Whew. Right, one hour. So what? How much did the fare go up, Chris? Nine dollars. Nine dollars. So the the, the the driver's hour is worth nine dollars lift. Is that what we're doing here? This is this is the problem with our fun fares, right? Is that what it's worth? I mean, seriously. And I guess Chris, this hit the significant. You remember significantly longer? Yeah, yeah I, I guess this was significant that they even pretty sure that's still against minimum wage, but uh nine dollars an hour driving a car <laughs> after <Yeah>. expensive. <laughs> I'm pretty joke, sure that still violates minimum wage law. Just saying, just saying. Unfortunately, this this lady was not in California. Um, if it was, then Prop 22 would have saved her for that active hour anyway, because she was active. She was actually driving. Yeah. So I, I've titled this No Good Lift Deed Goes Unpunished. I accepted a 10-minute ride for 5 bucks on Lyft, like as you guys can see. Okay, good. The other day, picked up the rider who had a service dog and was hearing impaired. I'm like, okay, great. The rider was getting dropped off at a U-Haul so to pick up a truck. Okay, however, the U-Haul uh, place was closed. Oops, the customer being hearing impaired was unable to contact U-Haul support on his own. Hearing impaired, okay, people? So I took it upon myself to help him out with speaking to the representative so he could get his truck and go through the app for the U-Haul paperwork. Long story short, my 10-minute ride turned into over an hour ride. I'm going like, man, these drivers are busting their asses for these companies, and then they get $9 out of it. Okay, great. The Lyft app said that the, okay, so this continues. Long story short, my 10-minute ride into an hour, right? I watched the customer type a $100 tip on into his phone. Great. Not going to happen. As we know, they limit the tips. The li oh, There it is. The Lyft app said the most he could tip me was $28.50. Do you think that's right, Chris? Do you think if I want to no. tip my driver a hundred bucks, I should fucking tip my driver a hundred bucks? I think you should be able to tip them without any anything from these companies. Any I limit, can understand. Right? I, I can understand though why sometimes there is, and it, I, I'm not going to defend these companies in any way. It actually yeah. could be the credit card processing that could place a, uh, a restriction on it. Um, I have no idea if that's the case when it comes to this. But when it comes down to it, no, tipping should be whatever I want to tip my driver, my waiter, whoever, yeah. bartender, whatever. If I want to tip my somebody $1,000 for a $10 haircut, I should be able to. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, so the Lyft app said the most he could tip me was twenty eight fifty. Okay. I told him that that was okay. 
I understood. I watched him type 2850 and click save. Okay. I ended the trip with only a total of $14.07. I called the support and they told me that he did not add a tip, which was false because I sat there and watched him do it. Do you know how many emails I get like this? I, 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 I wish there was a way that drivers can, because I get so many emails saying they're stealing my tips. You know what I'm saying? I mean, in this case, yep. it's pretty clear. She goes, the guy's put it, put 2850, click save. She's helping him to get a U-Haul truck. They're in the car. And even over an hour for only $14 is ridiculous. I agree. $9 for a freaking extra hour. Yeah. It should have paid more, and I should have gotten all the shoulda, wouldas. But, but the Lyft representative said she could do nothing for me. Sergio, I do not expect you to be able to do anything. I, I wish I could, and I will send this to goddamn Lyft. I bet you bet your bottom dollar. If the guy tipped and they didn't pay you the tip, at least we can get you the tip if he tipped. I mean, because they go like, I didn't tip you. I'm like, well, she saw the person tip. I mean, hey, okay. Um, and just venting and maybe other people have had something similar happen to them. So has this happened to you people? That, that you see the customer or the passenger put the tip in? You know, look, Whoever tells you when they're opening your door and closing your door, oh, I tip you in the app, I'm in a rush. You know you're not going to get a tip. We're not talking about that. This lady did a wonderful deed. The guy was being generous, tried to tip 100. That didn't work. And then he said 28.50, and she saw it with her own eyes. There's no reason to lie in this lift. Just if, if you're just pulling some shenanigans, just send her some money. How about that? Just send her mm -hmm. like a, congrats here, 20 bucks out of the generosity of our, you know. Actually, who would do get, that? She should get 100% of the tip. Yeah, bro. Who would do that? Who would sit an hour in the car and help a hearing impaired driver with a service dog? This is a human human story more than the, they steal the tip. They didn't steal. They didn't pay enough. But you know, come on, Lyft. You know, you know who you are. Come on now, send her send her some money, and you're gonna get this email anyway. But uh, yeah, this is what we're trying to do. I mean, this you know, I don't know. I I think. I think this game has become to the point that there are drivers like her out there doing their best and they're not being rewarded. And that's where I get pissed off at Chris. You know, that's it. I'm right there with you when it comes down to it. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't say anything different, but what I can say is make sure you have your dash cameras mm. because, you know, if they're showing on the dash camera, it's showing the audio, it's showing the video of it. There's a potential that you have the proof there. Um, so again, if you don't have a dash camera, get one. Whether you get one on Amazon, whether you get the display ride one that is on the screen right now, get a dash camera, get one with audio, get one that's forward facing, interior facing. And even if you're lucky enough to get one with the third channel going out the back, just gives you more coverage. It's up to you. But get a dash camera that you can record the audio, everything that's going on within your car. Because if things like this, you could potentially go back to Lyft or, you know, you could look at some other things, get together with a couple other drivers and see what happens. Yeah. Um, but make sure you have a dash camera. Again, we like the display ride dash camera because it does have the data that goes right to the cloud. So if there's any issues or anything, if somebody uh, has a problem and takes the camera and throws it out the window, uh, if they carjack you or something like that, hey, guess what? It's already in the cloud. If you get an accident and there's a damage to the dash camera, um, it's already going to be into the cloud. So it's going to help you out there. Um, again, if you want this, it is uh, 20% off. So instead of $25 a month, you can get it for $20 a month. A little extra peace of mind by using RSG20 in the code for checkout. 
Uh, they also have a body camera for our delivery drivers out there. So if you wanted to get a body camera, they do have that. It's normally $30 a month. They're bringing it down to uh, $20 a month with code RSG. Uh, so you can check those cameras out. But either way, definitely get a dash camera. There you go, Chris. Boom. I don't know. I looked. I no? looked. Uh, I was just on Forbes now and because uh, I, I saw somebody say that it's back up, but I'm on Forbes okay, right Variation now. Network, wait for the end of the show. We have a, actually a picture of one of those things. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, the other thing is, you know, cash is king, obviously, like uh, Connie says. But I mean, I, I don't think Uber is or Lyft or DoorDash. Oh, well, DoorDash, you don't have a passenger in the car, but I don't think they will oppose if you have like a if a passenger Venmo's you a tip, right? Or a Zelle or a Cash App? Is that no, illegal? I illegal, mean, it's the same right? thing as Cash. Yeah. So I, 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 mean, see, I, think, I see I see those little I see the little QR codes and drivers yeah. all the time. Yeah, I mean, they send exactly. a screenshot like of a that. QR code and have them do it. Screw the app. I mean, hey, if they're going to steal it, they're going to steal it. So I'm like, hey, there you go. You know. Um, okay, so um, should we put Brian's book in, and then we do a segment, and then give that book away? Yep. So we're out. Give me of, one second before we do that. Are you checking the Forbes thing? No, uh, I am uh, Capital Property. Thank you. Appreciate the super chat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you much. I appreciate All it. All right. So mm-hmm. we are about to play cash or trash. Uh, it we? is going to be our next segment after the segment that we're going to be doing right okay. now. Uh, okay. So make sure you get on if you'd like. We are going to take the first three people. Unfortunately, if there is uh, any errors, any issues, uh, if there's a problem with audio, yeah. with a massive echo, uh, if you're freezing up, uh, we're going to have to kind of disqualify you. We're going to keep it yeah, kind of quick and <laughs> quick and easy. Um, so make sure you have a good internet connection. Make sure if you are going to, to sign up uh, and sign on into the chat, or, I mean, sorry, into the live uh, we're going to take the first three people. Uh, if there are, you know, issues or something and there's more people in, then we'll kind of go to the, to the ride. But we're going to do our cash is trash. Um, and we'll see what happens if you want to take that ride. Also, what right. we're going to do is we are going to give away uh, Brian Merchant's book, two of them again, uh, Blood in the Machine. So enter uh, enter hashtag machine into the chat right now and you could be book richer so and the book i'm telling you both books are great brian's book is so relevant chris that i'm actually i finished it it's about it's long it's about 400 some pages um if you don't win it go buy it it's only 29.99 don't be stingy and it'll teach Uh, you how to uh, i'm gonna have my kids read it honestly i mean it's just it's like i go like this is you guys are going to be replaced with all this ai shit you know what I mean? I go, might as well read yep. it, learn what's replacing you. And yep. uh, I think it's so relevant, bro. It's crazy. Uh, ABC, what do you guys think about the Bosch camera? Actually, uh, there's going to be a review of the Bosch camera coming very soon. So stay tuned for that. Uh, it's definitely going to be a couple of weeks away. Uh, but Joe is uh, going to be working on that very soon. So you guys know. Yeah. So yes, there is another camera, Bosch. Thank you, Matt. Much appreciated. I appreciate that. Um, so there, two people said the article is up. I hope it's up. Uh, Professor Sherman, yeah. uh, if it's up, thumbs up. We have more to talk about now. I was kind of worried that it's going to die, but then if it's up, I mean, okay, let's go. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay, no, it's not up. All right. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. So I mean, maybe you got the wayback machine or something. But either yeah. way, um, let's talk about our next. 
topic, and that is going to be about Uber fixing their errors quickly, but yet they don't fix errors that affect the driver quickly. In fact, sometimes they may not try to fix it at all, and we got to call them out for it. So I don't know, but a lot of drivers have been getting emails saying that they've been overpaid uh, and that they have to pay that money back. Now, obviously, if they're going to overpay you, that money is going to go back to them. It it doesn't matter. Pretty much anywhere that's going to happen. If a bank gives you too much money, they're going to get the money back. You know, plan accordingly. Don't think it's going to be a gift and be like, oh, I'm going to spend that money. No, do the smart thing and make sure that you are not doing or spending that money or anything like that um but unfortunately it just comes so quickly and i mean drivers all over the country have been seeing these emails and it's like what the hell's going on why are you overpaying your tech company get this shit fixed yeah uh your internet is dying by the way so you know if you die yeah it's been it's been we've we got shitty uh weather right Um, now let's let's go quick in this i got uh i had i was away for the weekend and when i got back on sunday the usual mailbox full not full obviously but it was just this everywhere i mean different cities different states like sergio they're taking my money back i'm going like okay let me see what's happening i just put up three four five of them i think um look so what happened is that supposedly uber did uh, an overpayment on december 6th and 7th thanks for being a member yeah, thank you, Tammy. Oh, so they they they're now then they go that we're gonna claw back. And, you know, isn't it funny, Chris, that we talked about this uh last week actually with a driver who when Uber double paid uh, the boost glitch, right? In September mm-hmm. sometime. And then they were taking like four or five hundred dollars back. They were clawing it back and they go, if you can't pay right yep. away, we'll just do six weekly payment plans. First of all, Uber, um okay my concern is you overpaying and you're clawing it back first of all i don't think you should i honestly don't think you should you have to man up leave it there my opinion my only opinion it should be that'd be awesome well i mean look this this um forty dollars here fifty dollars there's seventy dollars there hundred dollars there right uh, maybe really important amount for a driver to pay a bill. Um, and to me, you know, if you F up, that's your punishment. Because when we F up, you know, we get punished for sure by the by the apps, right? But long story short, so Uber started taking the money away just like the same way. Oh, oops, we made a mistake. Sorry, we're going to claw the money back. If you don't have everything, you know, we'll just take it back in the next six weeks. I'm going like, okay, bro. This is my problem with this Uber. This glitch was caught within 24 hours. And here they are. Here's there's another one. And this is a this is the trip. It was what it overpayment looked like. It added literally, Chris, under other earnings, it added basically similar to what the fare was to the trip. And Uber's geniuses over there who effed it up on this, on the left side and the right side. They have, obviously, they have a system check happening. Okay. They do a system check, they find the glitch or whatever it is within 24 hours and start sending all these emails out saying, Oh, we're going to take the money back now. We found the problem. We overpaid you. Granted, wonderful. Okay. Not wonderful, but let's say it's good enough. 
How is it that a hundred and twenty billion? No, actually, hundred and twenty-five billion dollar market cap company. Stock Stuart, is thanks for being a member. Stock is sixty-two, Chris. One hundred and twenty-five billion dollar market cap company, right? Has to watch us, and I know this for a fact that they do, and I communicate with them all the time. I send them all the shit, and then to their credit, okay, it takes them a week or two whatever but they fix it and they make the drivers whole they pay the drivers now chris how is it that their system checks are so good that the overpayments are being detected and clawed back immediately but their systems for a 125 billion dollar technology company are so shit that they cannot figure out when this is on the drivers uh, because I'll give you one simple oh, thing: that, that? interest, bro. That's all it is. Interest. Because think about it: if they get their money back, they're getting that money back right away. But if we got to pay out, well, we'll give it a couple of days because it's not just you that's got the problem. It's probably at scale a million other drivers who may have that problem too. And guess what? That adds up to quite a bit of money right there. Even yeah, though it's all of our money already, um, hey, we keep it in our account a little bit. We get a little more interest, and we we'll call it a day. Well, no yeah, skin off our back. Yeah, two two guys, two guys with the live stream <laughs> has to rely, which we're glad we are, on the community's. Hey, Serge, look what happened. Email right, and then we have to put it, talk about it. It makes them look bad, right? On top of that, and then they go, "Oh shit, is this really happening?" I'm like, well, oh shit, the overpaid, you figured it out real fast. Why don't you figure out the other one real fast? So I'm going, th I think it's fair game. I think it's fair what we're asking here, right? Run these checks as fast as you can find the overpayment, find the underpayment, and pay. That's all we're asking. I think it's pretty fair. So that's it. I agree. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. First of all, it probably should be picked up pretty much right away for both sides of the coin and then that way we don't have that problem yeah I, I i think i think it's fair i think what we're asking is fair uber you know run these checks and pay us in time when there is a glitch in our favor but uh that's it yeah so that's one other thing so who is uh coming on uh oh we're gonna give the book away first of all hold on a second yeah we're gonna give the book away and again if you want to play cash or trash put the link in there uh make sure you uh do that shy, the link and don't be shy. Yeah, you could uh, let us know what you do, and you may win $25, be $25 richer. It's going to be up to the chat to figure out who's going to be our winner. Um, so, yeah, make sure you sign in and use the link and come on the show. Yeah. All right. With that being said, let's, uh, let's see who is uh, today's winner when it comes to Brian Merchant's book. Give me one second. I hope you don't get cut off. Otherwise, we're screwed. I'm not. Okay. You're blurry as shit, though. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting dizzy, bro. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. All right. But Brian Merchant's book going out. Um, boom. Let's go. Uh, even that's going slow. <laughs> All right. Ginger. Congratulations, Ginger. What? What? Oh, okay. Ginger 
Joe Barreto. I like that name. Ginger Joe Barreto. All right, Ginger, um, please email me, Sergio at the right And um, I will. Our next uh, winner is. Who's the next? Abriga. Abriga. Congratulations, Abriga. Abriga, congrats. Sergio at the rideshareguy.com for all your needs, but specifically for this for you to get the book. <laughs> Abriga. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So we got reminder again Kevin Bishop and Brenda Plunkett for Katie Wells' wonderful book, Disrupting DC. And we got Ginger Joe Barreto and Abriga for Brian Merchant's wonderful book, Blood in the Machine. Email Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. It will be mailed to you um, by the authors. So there you go. What is this? Show me the book club? No, this is the God Oprah damn straight it is. This is Oprah <laughs> Winfrey show, sir. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey giving book club. Um, all right, so who is up? Only one, one taker, then we play with one. We give him the 25 bucks. Nobody else wants 25 bucks. I Grab guess not. Link, I'll people. put the link up. I'll put the link up one more minute, but uh, we'll bring Mike on, who is uh, uh, the, the, the person who wanted oh. to come on and uh, it, the cash, cash Mike. How you doing? How's it going? Hey, how's it going? Nuts. All right. Anybody else? We're just going to give him the money. I mean, I'm not even sure. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. Well, you know what? No, we can still wrong. play there's the game. It'll be fun. Oh, we got a couple. Yeah. Well, Dada oh, was on. on last week, man. Wasn't yeah. he on last week? <laughs> yeah. Why are you guys so shy? There's 300 of you here. Come on, man. Grab the link. <laughs> we need some new fresh blood. This guy did behind the wheel already from Boston. Okay. There you go. Ricky, okay, Ricky again. Okay, all oh, this is all same people. Okay, whatever. I don't care. All right. Well, hey. Whatever, whatever works. Dada, how you doing? Are you there? Dada, okay. One more, one more, one more. Ricky, how you doing? Ricky, how are you? Hey again. Good to be here. I know it's you. Okay, you you are definitely not camera shy. There are 300 people who are all camera shy. I'm not sure. Apparently. I mean, oh, boot me if someone else comes. All right, Dada is gone. Sean is in. There we go. Sean is in. Okay. All I mean, right. seriously, so, oh, we got our three. Right, Sean, three. how you doing? Jay, Jay, you cannot play, Jay. <laughs> All right, we got our three. We got our three. All right. All right. What's up, guys? Well, let ball. me turn on the background, Sam. Yeah, please. Okay. Perfect. See, he's on it. He's on it. Good. <laughs> All right. So, you know the game. We're playing cash or trash. We're going to show the, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four. We got five today, five different screenshots. Uh, that's three. Uh, what that's you're going to take? Three. Let's just do three. Three. Ah, we could do it. Eh, sure. We're do five. Five is going to take forever. So, let's just do three. It's killing our All momentum. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll do three. Fine. You, you pick the three uh, out of the five, buddy. You pick the three out of the five. I'll just watch. All right, sounds good. We're, we're going to pick three. We'll go over them. You get 10 seconds. I'll go over it. Just let you know uh, what it says just to, it, you know, if you had, like, uh, some hearing issues or something, you turn your app on and it was giving you uh, the thing. Um, but we want to know, then, cash or trash? Would you take the ride? Why would you? Why wouldn't you? Uh, we're going to go H in order. So, uh, if you have any questions, let us know right now. Otherwise, 
we're gonna get started. All right, my All money right. is on Sean, so <laughs> All right. Well, here's our first one. All right, it's $104.58. Uh passenger rating five, one dollar seventy-five sentence with a surge included for a trip that's five minutes, 0.6 miles away to pick up for an hour, 35 minutes, 99.2 mile trip for the total trip duration. Trash. All right. What would you do, Mike? Trash. Okay. And how come? Too far, too far. And then you got to consider the time to come back. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, unless there's a hotel stay and and a hundred dollar tip, that's trash. Okay, you guys must it's be swimming in cash, bro. I don't know these people. It's, it it's depends the on the time of day. Let's say it's slow time. I would say cash because I would use a destination filter to go back home. Okay, I would not get back home in my area if I went an hour away. That's impossible. So it's an hour and a half trip. So even if you drive back. Empty is three hours for 105 bucks. Let's say on a long trip, you get an extra 20 tip, but let's not assume that's still 30 bucks an hour. No, not good enough. Yeah, I guarantee you, I can get a couple rides back that are well paying. Yeah, uh, and you guys are paying trash, and Sean is saying cash. Okay, next one wouldn't be worth the risk, it's too big of a risk for me to take. Okay, all right, makes sense. All right, so let's look at the next one. And this is hold on. This is three dollars thirty-one cents, forty-three for the passenger. Uh, five minutes, point eight miles away to pick up for a total trip duration of eight minutes or one point nine miles. Is this one of yours, bro? I'll go first on this one. Okay. okay. This is complete trash. Honestly, these three dollars and thirty-one cents. I don't care if it's. <laughs> You know, three dollars a mile or four dollars a mile, it does not make a difference. This is uh, an insult. Three dollars and thirty-one cents. Unless I'm doing a right challenge. Somebody said cash. What? <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we know what um, Boston Mike going to say. <laughs> Trash. What's that? Twelve dollars an hour minus expenses. About five bucks. Five bucks an hour. See how they think. I love our crowd. And how about you? Almost guaranteed no tip on that one too. Yeah. Definite trash. Trash. Definite right. trash. Going less okay. than a mile too, less than a mile back, I'd take it. But that's okay. trash. <laughs> I like I like <laughs> anti eight eight eight. Yeah, it goes trash. It hurts to even see it. <laughs> that's why we're down to these days. You know, that's why that 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 uh, Len Sherman's article is important because this is this needs to end. This this garbage needs to end. But uh, let's go next one. <laughs> All right, and the final one. We have an UberX share for fourteen ten with a four point nine three rated passenger pickup is six minutes away, one point nine miles for a total trip of thirty six minutes, nineteen point eight mile trip. What, is what would you do, from? cash or trash? Orlando. What does it say? Oviedo. Where is this at? Uh, Orlando. Yeah. Orlando. Okay. Trash. Okay. Um, how about uh, anybody? Start, Mike. Trash. Trash. Okay. So if you guys keep saying trash, how are you guys going to make money? Ricky, how about you? Uh, you lost me at 4.3. I'll do 4.6, 4.5. You get below 4.4. Oh, it's 4.93. Oh, it was 4.3? I didn't pay attention. 4.93. 
Oh, four point nine. I would yeah. probably. How would I would probably take that trip? Okay, cool. I might uh, look take into consideration the time of day and how far away I'm going, but I'd, I'd say cash on that. Okay, and you, Sean. Uh, it looks like the dumpster fire I saw in Los Angeles while driving uh, this weekend overnight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm being serious. <laughs> okay. Um. So that's trash. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Should so you know, twenty three minimum. <laughs> so so uh, Mike, how's it going? How's your um um? All right. Convo- hey, convo- hold on. Before yeah. we just put the poll to our chat in the YouTube audience. Uh, who do you think is going to be the winner for the chat? Uh, I'm sorry, for Cash's Trash. Uh, put it in the chat in the poll right there. And uh, let us know, and we'll crown our winner. Okay. Uh, awesome. So, Ricky, we know. Um, she, she was on last week as well. Uh, you are from North Carolina, right? I am. I have been dealing with so much saturation lately. It's crazy. I don't yeah. know if... if some seasonal drivers are, are are out driving to cover some Christmas expenses or what, but oh. I, I'm making less than half of what I normally make. Okay, is right it now. because of saturation or is it because of upfront fares? Both? Uh, well, both. both. Um, I, I'm just not getting the pings that I have been getting um, this week and last week. Okay. Mike, yeah. you're still doing your... Okay, Mike has it behind the wheel. Please go watch it. He's an enterprising driver. He does Lyft. He got kicked off Uber, but he's doing um, rehab center pickups and drop-offs from airports. Are, is that still happening? Mike? Yes, of course, of course. Okay, it's going well for you, I can tell. Um, and Sean is the first timer on the show, but he's my countryman, and he's from LA, so we're definitely going to hook up and break some bread. I have a question for all three, quickly. The article, did you guys read the article, Len Sherman's article on the Forbes? Mm-hmm. Yep. You did? Okay. All t- you didn't, Ricky? Not yet. Okay. If it if, if they put it back up again, there are a lot of people saying it's up, but hey, I don't know. Okay. Um, read it. So for the two of you that read it, do you think there is any validity to the article? This upfront fares, has it been another rate cut for oh, you individually? Absolutely valid. Absolutely valid? How about yeah. you, Sean? 100% valid. Um, actually, the rides have becoming so crappy lately, um, especially on the Uber side of things. Um, I've been seeing an average of $20 an hour in LA. And we're talking about with um, surge and everything else. And my acceptance rates have, have dropped down to about 28% now, uh, which they yeah. used to be at about 45%. So over a couple of weeks, I just, I will not stoop down to you know, eighteen twenty dollar rides on average, especially yeah. during busy hours. Yeah, and is it like all hours, weekends, week, morning rush hour, afternoon, all hours? It, it, it's mostly afternoon hours, um, and also uh, during the non busy hours as well. I'm noticing uh, the trips are becoming a lot less. Yeah. Um, well, I know about the game they're playing. They're playing the game lower the lower it to the minimum levels of Prop 22 numbers, about 23, 24. That's what the algorithm is doing right now. And uh, they're going to force people to take everything and then make guarantee 23, 24. And, you know, that's what that's what it's at. And that's what uh, that's what's coming your neighborhood, Mike. Uh, oh, the squeeze is ridiculous. I've been that down like three to four hours average each ride. 
And, yeah. and then uh, with Lyft pushing the priority now to even get you to accept trips lower. It's a joke. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you, you haven't talked about that much, but the, the priority, when when you put on priority mode, yeah. it's horrible. They, they don't hesitate to send you absurd rides. Yeah. It's, no, it's I just agree. another I agree, I agree yeah, with Mike completely. Well, uh, okay, who's our winner, buddy? All right, so let's see. Hold on, let me in the poll. Our winner is Mike, or I'm sorry, with Sean with 37%, Mike in second with 35%, Reiki Life with 27%. Sean, email me, Sergio at the redshareguy.com. Uh, I forgot your email, Sergio, already. Huh? He just you said <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. I was like, there's no fix. Now they're all going to say this fix, Sean. Come on. <laughs> uh, hey, it's it's up to it's up to them. They're the ones who are voting. Everybody who's watching got to vote. Yeah. That is very true. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, thank you guys. Thank you for playing the game. All right, thanks, Mike, for coming um, on. Now, Appreciate it. Thanks, Reiki yeah, Life. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thanks, thank Sean. You for Much appreciated. Um, all right. So we did all the giving away we, we could do today. So Yeah, we had a lot of giveaways. What, five uh, different wait, things? Wait, wait, wait. So, um, all right. <laughs> but so, we still got more uh, of the show. So, we do? Okay. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, we got okay. an update to do. I mean, drivers in Minneapolis might want to know what the update yes. is. Yeah. Uh, what's um, going on there? Well, let's go quickly through that. Uh, look, there is, the, the, uh, uh, you know, we should also run this, run this kind of poll maybe. Um, so, as you guys know, in the city of Minneapolis, the Mayor Frey um, shot the bill down that would have given drivers uh, boku boku miles and minute rates. That goes that was vetoed, okay. And then there was another bill in the state of Minnesota that the governor Waltz killed because of Uber lobbying and push, right? But now rideshare drivers are looking for alternate companies could step step in and we talk about this rides and in drive and all these companies right let's go people get, you know uh, because the, the 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 battle has started again so uh Minnesota Uber Lyft Drivers Association has collected 5000 uh, signatures to um get back on the table with these companies and on the second screenshot you guys are going to see some rates that they're going after and when i say rates no upfront bullshit miles and minute rates and um so on the next screenshot we'll see the rates so it's coming back we keep fighting as drivers and here they are so there's three models in minneapolis now three models let's see which one you guys like you guys actually i'm gonna go abc in the chat put abc after you listen to what i'm saying model a original proposal a minimum compensation rate of $1.40 per mile and 51 cents per minute for the time transporting a customer, meaning uh, period three only. Okay? That's A. Model B, Mayor Frey's proposal. A minimum compensation rate of $1.17 a mile and 34 cents per minute for the time transporting a customer. That's the mayor's proposal, B. And Model C, an alternative proposal, which is exactly like Uber's Prop 22 in California, 
a flat rate of 24 per hour applied only during the time it takes to on active time. This is Uber's proposal. Okay, 24 per active hour minimum. Minimum. Okay. Which one do you guys want? Model A, Model B, or Model C? Put it in the chat. Of course, everybody's going to say A because that's the higher rates, but that's only on period three. And and so Uber is going into Minnesota and Minneapolis with a um, different version, a little bit more watered down version of Prop 22. And they're offering, this is their playbook, people. They're going to offer um, 23, 24, 25 minimum per active hour. Active hour meaning period two and period three, meaning from the time you accept the trip to the time you finish the trip. And uh, that's what they're going to push. And trust me, people, um, you don't want it. If it doesn't have any strings attached to it, then I get it. But this will have strings attached to it, meaning you will have to, like for other benefits like healthcare stipend and things like that, like it is in California, you have to drive minimum of 25 active hours to get that healthcare stipend. And every time they introduce it, Chris, into another city or state, they're watering it down some more. Okay. Yep. So yeah, I'm not I mean, it. look at New York State was watered down versus yep. Prop 22. And yep. this is even less because it's just guaranteeing 24 hour rate. Yeah. Yeah, it is $24. And uh so in an email to app users, Uber said he could be forced out of Minneapolis and asked users to email the mayor and council <clears throat> asking them to oppose the ordinance. They're already doing the same thing. And they said if the bill were to pass, we would unfortunately have no choice but greatly reduce service and possibly shut down operations entirely. <clears throat> That's why drivers Good. in Minneapolis are asking for other companies to step up, like Rides, Rideshare, or, you know, InDrive. Let's go Rides and InDrive, you know. Um, let's have a backup to these drivers because this is the game plan, Chris. This is what they're going to do. This, this you know is what? what I, this, is, this is what I would say. I would say, good, don't let the door kick you where the good Lord split you. <laughs> That's all I'd say. I'd say, then leave. I, I'd call their bluff all day long. Because if they leave, somebody else is going to come and take their place. A hundred percent. I guarantee you. A hundred percent somebody drive, will come. Tammy Love says, I drive 55, active every, 55 hours active every week? Okay, you need to email me. I need to do a behind the wheel with you. Um, um Oh my God, shit! If you are in California, you'd be good. You get the full healthcare <laughs> stipend. God dang! Yeah, Holy crap. they're not. Right, they're not. You that. But that's yeah, that's the problem. So I say uh, my choice for that is Model A. Go with the original. Anyway. They had the vote, and yeah. you know they should have had the overturn for the veto. They, they, yeah, they still the, the potentially do it. it. The governor. The, the people. It. The people in that area need to come together and say, look. We want Model A. That's what we want. That's what we deserve. That's it's what the rates were back in the day. And then they slowly took it down further and further and further. And now we're at what fifty-eight cents a mile. And luckily, if that. So that's, the biggest uh, thing is that's what they should push for. And when they say Lyft or Uber is going to cease operations, bye. Get the fuck out of here. I don't care. <laughs> Somebody's uh, going to come email, and pick it up. My email, Sergio at the people. Uh, somebody's asking me. Okay, so I agree with A. A is pretty close to Washington State, actually pretty close to Seattle, a buck 50 and 64. And uh, I mean, B will do, I think, 
Um, first of all, the first two are definitely better than what they have now. Agree? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely better than upfront pairs. I, I think Model C would suck because exactly what they're doing in California, as you said, they're going to bring yeah, the fares yeah. down to that minimum level. And then if they have, they're, they're going to play the game where maybe they have to bump up a little bit in, in the pay uh, when it comes to the stipend or they're going to have to ch adjust the fares, but it's going to be right around there. It's again, that frog in the slow boil. I mean, granted, the frog will actually get out in reality, right. but the problem is people are going to be conditioned to take lower and lower rides, and that's right. the problem. So I, I, I don't think I don't think B is good enough. I really don't. In today's day and age, I think I think A would be a better position for drivers because again, if you look six years ago, seven years ago, when you and I first started, what were the rates? You were getting a dollar forty, right? Dollar forty a mile. Why the hell article, should we go way. back? It's in the article. It's in the article. Yeah. Why the hell should we go backward yeah. like we've been? It shouldn't yeah. be going backward. It should be going forward with the if cost you, of everything going up. No. Yeah. Hell no. Actually, Chris has a great point here. Okay. My rates in LA in 2015, 14, 15, we'll have a chart. Um, Len Sherman has a chart in the in the article. If it comes back up, take a look at it. Uh, my rates were like buck forty and thirty-five cents. And before upfront fares, Chris, my rates in late 2022 were down to 60 cents a mile and 21 cents a minute, down 54% on mileage and close to 45% on, on time. Think about that, right? How am I you supposed do. to make more money that way? Does that math does not even work? Like it's half no. the price. How can I make more money? Elaine, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com, email me. I'll respond to it's, you like yeah, I do. I mean, it's day. over. Yeah, it's over fifty percent yeah. drop comparatively. Because yeah. yeah. if you add the two together, I mean, you're looking at like fifty-seven or so. So maybe well, even more. Uh, Prop twenty-two, like it or not, is going to Mike's Massachusetts. It's on the ballot, but IDG is fighting. They have their own ballot proposal. They were able to get it up there, so it's not a walkover. Uh, but Prop twenty-two comes to your state. People beware because Algo is lowering. Like uh, Sean said, he's in California. He's in LA. The algo is getting set up. Every offer I'm getting, Chris, I told you this couple, three weeks ago. I'm looking at it. Everything is 23, 24, 24, 25 range. Every offer. You know, mm -hmm. unless you find some surge in a game or after a game or a concert, then it's a different story. But it's really, really, it's looking ugly out there. So, yeah. Well, I hope I hope that uh, Len's article does come back and uh, I fucking we'll actually so. take notice to it. Without um, an article. Not, not just drivers, but like actual people that that can make some changes here that can you know I, I don't like pen pen people but you know sometimes we need the pen people to be able to do what they need to do yeah i so. agree and, and i hope it comes the article comes back so um chris and sergio please don't shout us up no we're not uh look if, 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 if uh, next next week i will let you guys know if i'm done or not done how about that okay what? Because, yeah next week i'll let you guys News know to me oh my god yeah. All right. Yeah, um, well, I'm going to tell him after the show, but we can't tell you right now. But after the show, um, yeah, we're, we're fighting. Don't worry. Um, all right, we got the funnies facts. Oh yeah, definitely. You know that. Did you? Did you? All did right. you see? The, did you see what I sent you today? The, 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 this this week on the fact on the on the fake names. Yeah. Well, we're, you, we'll get you, to that in a minute. We we got a couple oh, of other things to talk oh, okay. about first. The, the the names are the last thing. We got to we got to oh, save okay. that. All right. <laughs> First of all, okay. um, uh, the ride, yeah, but, but you know, you're going to have to tell me the truck. This would be, okay, the truck, it has an Uber decal right on the upper uh, corner of the, 
It has an yeah. Uber decal. <laughs> this okay. guy's doing Uber in a Ford or Chevy gas guzzling truck, bro. I don't know. Well, hey, each its own. Yeah. Um, I don't I mean, know. Maybe don't maybe he needed sense. the extra money or something to, to make those. Well, payments. he's at a gas station. <laughs> those truck payments are a lot. Well, maybe he's doing shop and pay. <laughs> he's at a gas station. Well, he's got an Uber logo right there. It's on the window. Um, so I'm like, okay. Um, I hope you're not doing Uber sir with a truck. <laughs> but if you are, I mean it's a long bed, you can tell it's got the seats in the back. But yep. that's not the most economical thing to do Uber with, sir. Um Whoever I mean, you are, maybe that's you can the only way you could do it as a truck. You have to have it because otherwise yeah. they don't they won't uh, allow what? it. Yeah, so so we we're gonna put this in cash or trash. Okay, people, look at the trip that we put up. Okay, I'm not gonna say the details that everybody can see. What is wrong with this trip? Can anybody see it? This is uh, what I don't know, doing. but. This is what algos go ape shit bullshit ridiculous. We're going garbage. from we're going from the Palms to LA, which uh the Palms is in uh in Las Vegas Boulevard. Yeah. Well, what's wrong? Very with nice it? place, actually. Uh yeah. you're you're gonna be first of all, 284 miles in an hour. Um yeah. that is I mean, you're you're going fast. You're going 284 miles an hour. If you're yeah, going <laughs> yeah, they were, were this is, um, that, this is that's, that's the algo gone wrong. Lift jet, I mean, baby. Lift jet. Yeah, it's got to be. But I mean, may, maybe the, I mean, the, I, I don't know if you can see the little the the woman's picture in there. Maybe she's hot, and you know, maybe maybe she's gonna send you on fire or something. I don't know. Oh, she's gonna okay. light that rocket. Oh, I, I don't I, know. No, this I've I've had many of these actually this week. But then I put this one just one up. There were like there was one from in Florida. It was an Uber black trip. Um, it going through all the keys, you know, to the keys. <laughs> It was like 210 miles in 55 minutes. I'm going like, that was a ping, bro. Uh -huh. I go like, lift. This is, it's, it's really like not even laughable. This is like, I mean, to be honest with you, if you look at the mileage, it's garbage. What is that? 60 cents a mile or some shit? 70 cents a mile? Something um, like that. One hour. But I, I got know, I got one for you, but I didn't, I, I texted to you. I didn't put it in. Can you imagine funnies, if only if the driver did not look at the miles but just looked at the hour and said 218 for an hour? Go click. <laughs> <laughs> There's a potential of that. There are some people who do that, you know. Um, yeah, this is a garbage trip. And you know, stop doing this. I mean, this is garbage. Come on. Yeah, but and, here's the thing. I mean, if you want to spend an hour with an attractive woman, you might you might think twice. I mean, there's some desperate well, people. That trip out there. is four hours for. <laughs> Guaranteed for oh, for sure, and, and that and that's not including the way back. You got to remember, no, way back, we're back. not even. Yeah, yeah, that's garbage. Yeah, okay. So, All right, so uh, yeah, here okay. here's a trip that I that I sent you, Sergio. I think I sent it to you yesterday, the day before. Uh, this is a lift to ride, and it's seven minutes, two point six to pick up for okay. a four hour and nine minutes, so two hundred and seventy two oh. miles. Okay, very similar to this ride. Yeah. But guess how much the pay is for I Lyft versus... Was it like less than a couple hundred bucks? I'll, I'll tell yeah. you what it is. It was less it than a couple hundred bucks. So, so the ride the ride that you see on the screen right now is very, yeah. very similar to this ride right here. This is going from Raleigh, North Carolina to Johnson City. Uh, so it's, okay. yeah, 272 miles. It's about a four-hour trip. Same exact thing. Okay. Lyft is going to pay you $141.13. For a 280 mile trip, 
for a 280 mile trip. Get the fuck out. Like, what the? F- Sorry, chat. I apologize. Hell no. Hell no. What that's is going like 50, on, that's man? Like, that's what like the 50, hell is okay? That's, fucking, that's like 50 cents a mile, not even including time. That's garbage. Just that's garbage. insane. Just Who the hell garbage. would take that? You know, um, you know, I, I'm usually not a huge uh, striking kind of guy. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, every time I hear these things, I go like, I wonder if we can pull one of these out of the hat next year. We grow like to 250,000 subs and then go, okay, let's go. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, how do you fight fire with fire? Okay, you decline, 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 and you're not making any money at the end of the week. What What is a driver to do? I mean, we need to come up with some sort of solutions. We can say cherry pick, cherry pick all you want. But if they're forcing you to take these garbage trips and giving you these Prop 22-like things, okay. Chris, where are you know we? What? What's happening here? Uh, Roger, Professor, are you still watching? Uh, him no. and I have had a big differences when it comes to uh, how we should treat strikes. Yeah, I say they don't work. He wants to strike. Yeah. I have an idea for you, Thorsten. Uh, I got a good idea if you're watching. Right. Um, instead of turning the apps off, turn the apps on. Don't accept any rides. Let them come. Let them ping. Let them go through their 10 seconds. And if you get a bunch of people turning their apps on and just letting them be, that is going to back up the system so much. Yeah, there's going to be a shit ton of drivers on, but it's going to back up the system so much that it's just going to go. And the people who are actually going to take rides will be busy. Mm-hmm. The other people, it's just going to keep going back and forth to everybody. It's going to pop up on trip radar. It's going to pop up uh, on this person, this person, this driver until it can Not finally get one. Idea. maybe 20, 30 minutes down the street or down, down the way. Who knows? I mean, think about it. If so every have the, have the passenger suffer. Apps on, have yeah. the passenger suffer. Yeah. Again, we went through the TOS two weeks ago saying that they cannot do anything about it. They cannot uh, tell you to get off. They can't, they can't do anything because then they're against TOS. And if a bunch of people are doing it at the same time, there could be something like class action. I don't know. Okay. You know what? Well, let's talk about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you can't make, if we can't make you guys turn the apps off, fuck it, leave it on, but don't accept for a half an hour, for yeah. an hour. How about that? Yeah. There you go. Okay. You know what? We have to, we have to discuss this. This is a good idea. Um, I think that yeah. that would be probably a little bit better. Yeah. Honestly. Well, well I mean, look, I feel drive, bad for passengers, the passengers are going to get pissed off. I huh? feel bad for them, you know, but hey. I do too, know, but hey, all is fair in love and war. Yeah, right? Mike says computers are, yeah. I, I, you know what? We should, we should definitely talk about this um yeah we need to we need to get our voices out somehow in a positive way and uh yeah this is getting ridiculous i mean if all these algos are going to lower my fares to that they limit me at 23 24 what's the point of being independent contractor what's the point of being flexible what's i just fucking go get a job at 22 stand somewhere and don't even wear my car exactly Hell, yeah, I could go. Reason. I could go to. I could go back to my old pizza delivery job that I had, yeah, exactly. making yeah. seventeen to twenty dollars an hour per hour that I'm standing there, whether I'm taking yeah. a delivery or not. And then when yeah. I do take deliveries, there's a only a you know a five mile ra- radius that you're going around. So I think when I was driving back on a Saturday busy night, the most I put on my car was maybe hundred twenty miles from four o'clock. Yeah. In the I, in, uh, to, to about twelve o'clock, so that's what eight hours right there, and I'd clear yeah. two three hundred dollars in tips. 
plus. Yeah. No, well, I, back then, I mean, back then it was $10 less I was making an hour. I mean, hell, you know how much money I'd be making hand over fist at that point. Yeah. Somebody, why would anybody continue, continue on with that? I mean, the, the, actually, I'm going to interview this driver from Vegas, um, Vegas too. And uh, he accepts everything, Chris. Everything. Mm -hmm. Everything. Like short, long, wherever he's going. He's just 100% acceptance rate, right? And he only can do Lyft because Uber booted him. Um, I mean, I'm telling you, bro, his numbers were like pretty good. Seriously. No joke. But he goes, I, I told him, I asked him, you know, I go, do you pay attention to your expenses? Do you know, depreciation, maintenance, wear and tear. He goes, no, I'll just put gas in the car and go accept everything. I'm going like, bro, that's not how you're supposed to do that. But the guy goes, look, I'm out here 40 hours. And when you look at his online hour versus active hour, Chris, it's like 40 to 39 and a half. Yeah, like 98% mm -hmm. utilization rate. He just keeps accepting. And he's making, mm. he's, he's cleaning, you know, he's grossing uh, about 32, 31, 32. Maybe there is that maybe Take sure. everything. We all become ants. How about that? I don't know. I, I told I told you I want I want to see we you still haven't done it yet. I'm I'm actually, you know, there may we may have a deal coming up uh, as a sponsor on Show Me the Money, and they may be giving me a car for like a week or so, and then that's when I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go accept 15 euro. It's a rental car, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, well, at that point, let's see. And then and then I, I will die. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, let's see. Um, no, I mean, not it'll be interesting. Man, if you can get it, like, you, you see this trip from Vegas to LA? Hello, <laughs> right here, Sunshine Man. What are you talking about? They're not all short. No, no, the guy, yeah. the guy's putting work in. Uh, but anyway, so yeah. And uh, okay, so somebody at the start of the show said tip jar. Boom, there you go. Um, mm -hmm. let me tell says, you though, they don't really work that well. I tried well, doing that well, look, for a little while. Talking. I mean, he's, he has some it didn't really there. work. He has some cash but in there. There's yeah, but how much of the cash did he put in? I don't know. Well, he goes hi. Um, I am. What does it say? I can't read. Fuck this. I'm in need of money, so any amount of tip will mean a lot. Thank you. Okay, that's like begging. You know what? Uh, I don't know. Uh, honestly, I think. I mean, a lot of people don't really carry cash as much anymore. So the easiest that's thing. I, I mean, a lot of people may not like Venmo or. Uh, cash app or something i don't like them but you know might have to use them in order to try to get a couple extra tips you throw your qr code on the back seat why not same ginger no difference tears are only for uh useless uh promos like 7-eleven slurpees or on uber actually there is one useful part if you want to go to college online um and if you're uh, top level and you have enough points, uh, Uber will pay for your uh, Arizona State online college. That's the only good part about tiers, if you're into that kind of thing. Otherwise, tiers don't give you shit. Um, All I know is I missed my goddamn cookie. I want my cookie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe you could get your cookie delivered by one of these cute little things. Did you see these? Remember Ali yeah, Kachali? Serve Robotics? Yeah, uh, you know what? Here's the thing. That's how they go out. Well, in my neighborhood, that's how right they here. go out. I want to know what they look like when they come back. <laughs> well, definitely without the nose and definitely without the antlers, bro. What the freak? You look at that thing. 
Yeah, so we're in the Christmas spirit, and you guys can see all of these on Hollywood Boulevard. If you're in LA, you know this is Ali's uh, little baby robots. Um, you know, I, I, I Steven, I'm talking about strikes in Uber, not yeah. when it's an organized strike with a union. That's a whole different ballgame. We That's can't strike. We, we can't even here. get together a thousand people, let alone hundred thousand people. Yeah. Uh, if I, if we could, if, if you want to compare, if you want to compare the right now? things, let's compare the right things. Shit can't do it bro. not giving me stupid bullshit not only that here's the other thing the amount that they're going up for the big three what's that going to do the cost of your vehicle when you have to go buy a new one three years yeah. gonna go up uh thank you eli i got it um i have All the right. article on pdf already when it first came out uh these are my two two uh good ones uber and lyft i'm telling you i am not going to give up i have I'm slowing it down so you can be people can understand maybe this time. I have endless supply of this garbage. Endless folders full of bullshit names. You know what I mean? Stop it. Just 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 like you did a check, whatever you did to get the people's money back in 24 hours. Why don't you run like a scan of all your database of 142 million passengers? And get rid of banana. <laughs> Hello? Anybody? Anybody there? You do that. Okay. This is definitely not a real name, Chris. <laughs> banana? Yeah. A human name. I don't know. It? A human name? I I'm just glad it doesn't say like Banana Republic or Banana Hammock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Is that that that, that would be a whole different ball game right there on either one of those <laughs> yeah, and then pick up f mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. anyway i mean so, like, uh, how, yeah. again i don't know i don't know how those to even get through like you well, think they banana, would actually have gotten through uh banana, or had some sort of no no not banana i'm talking about fuck i'm talking about oh that yeah I, well obviously it got through. I, I thought there were systems oh, actually have something you know we place, shouldn't be telling that they don't. We, got, we got the guy's address well actually it's his pickup address doesn't mean he lives there um but here's the point on all of this uber and lyft we are every week until we do this until we stop i'm going to show one a week this is not a huge request please get rid of fake names thank you that's it how's the investigation going with uber stealing personal info um oh good news Chris, um, Gabe is back on. You know, last oh, week he was good. on. They stole his shit. They stole his info. And there were like four or three drivers driving all over the country with this shit. Uh-huh. They put him back on. He's he's attempting to finish the 290 trip challenge. I think he was at 220. He has like a few days to go and 70 to go. So he goes, I think I'm going to do it today. <laughs> I'm like, not today, 70. But so they put him back <laughs> on. So... Some good things happened this week, like they put Gabe back on the system. You know, they had stolen well, some, he had stolen their ID. So there you go. Well, we will probably be talking a little bit about that on EV Money, which is the show right here on the Rideshare Guy on Thursdays uh, at 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern, 12, 12 noon Pacific, uh, and a monthly show. And e Gabe is on there. So he'll probably be talking about that whole ordeal and maybe if he got that uh, little bonus or not. So, We'll have let's, to see. So make sure you check out Evie Money. 
Let's plug uh, Wednesday's Money Hungry. I'm going to be on that show because the kids are too politically correct. They're not able to talk about these things. We're going oh, to talk so. about this immigration fake account sold all, all over the place. I have screenshots, Chris. I'm mm -hmm. telling you, there's Facebook everywhere. There are these accounts, fake accounts, all you want. You can go get one and boom, delivering or driving. I'm like, no, we need to end that. And we're going to talk about the New York situation, how, you know, um, DoorDash and Uber Eats. Which now one? Saying, oh, you don't oh. have to tip now. You don't have to tip now. No the, more the DoorDash or, or the uh, the other thing with the congestion fee. Yeah, we're going, we'll, we'll, well, we'll talk about that ourselves. That's right here, mostly. But uh, um, And next week. I'm praying to God that everybody is correct. Article is back up, not in a cache somewhere. I'm talking up on the inner interweb for everyone to see. Uh, but either way, not yet. Uh, God dang it! Unless uh, Professor Sherman <laughs> is disappears between now and next Tuesday, <laughs> uh, we're gonna have him on next Tuesday. So it should be a good one. And please bring your questions to Professor Sherman. Strike, yep. strike, strike over and over again. Okay, I get it. Um, Leave your app Google. on and let, uh, tell everybody else to do the same. Yeah, it's not easy. If it was easy, we would have done it by now. <laughs> but uh, there was uh, Mr. Gambit is here. He said 20 bucks for pickups at um, stadiums after football games. I think they're doing that all over the country. So I figure out 20 bucks per trip. Per pickup is not bad. Take a shorty, go do one, zip bag, pick up another one. You know, there are still... Yeah, here, here's the problem. Here's the problem. When you have everybody who's got to go out and you only have maybe one or two ways to get into the stadium, you have to know those ways and yeah. everybody no. leaving and it's a nightmare. So um, sometimes there. $20 extra ain't worth it at all. To me, I, I go drive around. I don't yeah. go to the near the stadium. I drive around because what happens is all the drivers are going there in the area. There's no drivers outside the area. So I go yeah. all over that's outside. I don't have to worry. Those are usually parties or, or people going from the bars to home or from yeah. a party to watching the game home, whatever it might be. And then that way you're not stuck in traffic. You're not dealing with all that bullshit and you're making more money than you would imagine. Um, and usually there's more search going on at that point. Yeah. And then yeah. my favorite thing is, because our stadium is in Orchard Park, which is the south towns of Buffalo. Uh, you, there's like this back and forth. It, it literally pulsates between surge zones. So the north towns get it, then then the south town, then the north town, then the south towns. So it's like this back and forth uh, if you're in, in and around the Buffalo area. Yeah. Well, my advice always has been at re uh, stadiums and uh, concerts, big concerts, like stadium types of concerts, like let's say, uh, you know, uh, Beyonce or whatever, um, you know, surrounding areas will surge as much as the ten oh, bucks you know or what? twenty bucks hey, you're gonna. Hey, do you want? Do you? Last week we said uh, we we would have guests on today because uh, being Kyle Bush, uh, he had a question for us. You think we should at least let him on? Let Kyle on. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, I, you want to? All right. You mean, you uh, mean here's guests, the link. a lot of guests? Huh? Like few guests, you mean? No, we'll just we'll just have Kyle on because oh, we, we said that we'd have him ask his question last week and okay for this week, and we didn't okay. really do that. So okay, Kyle, Kyle here's if, the link if, if you want to come if, on. If okay, Kyle, if this is about your uh, deactivation, um, email me. I will send you um an update. Okay. 
if that's about that if it says if it's yes say yes so i know it's about that if it's nothing else um let's see and then okay we'll wrap it up after that but Okay, um, uh, Kyle, Kyle I, I, send me your cell phone number. I will personally call you, okay? Well, oh, no, he's right here. Right. Hey, Kyle, hey, what's Kyle. up? Hey, Chris Sergio, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay, I just had a thought about uh, Lyft, and um, I'm pretty sure that you guys and most likely everybody in the chat, um, you know, despite, you know, everything that you guys talk about Lyft and, you know, even Uber, but I'm I'm specifically talking about Lyft, you know, there's been a scary thought, you know, it's, it's been coming into me about, you know, if Lyft goes down, you know, I think that would not be good. Um, you know, I think they're hanging on by a thread, but if they go down, I think it's going to be really bad because it's going to, you're going to have Uber, they're going to have a monopoly. Right, well, and everybody right, thinks we never that said, we never said it's, it's, a, good it's a good thing. I mean, I mean, um, two two, two are always two better are always than one. That's why we're pushing for Lyft to stay around. Stay otherwise, around. otherwise, they can do whatever, they can the, heck do whatever the heck they want. I mean, if you guys if think you it's guys bad think now, it's bad now, now if we're the only ride sharing company around, it's going to be much worse. So I agree with you, Kyle, on that one. Yeah, that's exactly what I was speaking to, you know, yeah. and but but I mean, it, I mean, I guess this is what you're doing here. You and, and, and Chris is trying to keep uh, Lyft honest and trying to take them to task for the things that they're doing. And, and like, I think, you know, it may or may not get lost in translation. People are maybe assuming that you want, you know, you're wishing for Lyft's downfall. I don't think you guys, you know, want that. But I think I don't want any don't of these any companies to go away because I think they do provide a lot of um food on people's tables and um look you're, you're choosing to do this for a reason and it's your own reason and i'm never going to tell you to do it or not to do it but what i'm going to try to teach you how to do it so you can be more efficient but i will never say you know uber and lyft are um not per, you know putting money in people's pockets they are i mean you literally can upload documents start driving you will make something okay i'm not telling you you will make livable wage i'm not thinking but you will make something you will have cash at the end of the day. So they do provide, you know, a living to millions and millions of people. I will never say it. Maybe other people will. But I will never um, think that them disappearing will be the answer because there's going to be another 6 million people unemployed because you know, six six and a half million globally are driving for these companies, 3 million in the U.S. So, um, no, I don't wish bad to these companies. What I want is is honesty and transparency and and a little bit of an equal playing field, right? That's all we want. And when we put these things up, you know, we're not wishing them bad. We're just kind of saying, fix your shit so we can make a living at this as opposed to quitting every eight months. And then you have to spend shit ton of money recruiting another driver to replace me. You know what I'm saying, Kyle? That's the problem. Do you guys think that um, that you know Uber? Do you think that Lyft will eventually fold, and Uber is going to take this? Going to just like you know buy them out? Do you see? Do you see no. that happening? No. Well, no. they will. No, that they will never happen because there's anti antitrust laws. Um, a similar one company cannot buy another similar company, and it will never be allowed. Uh, but I think, look, I think Lyft is doing better than the old regime. Okay, uh, they're bringing around things and they're adding some products into their portfolio. 
although they have a lot of uh, kinks to work on and uh, we are truly working with these companies to in the background to make sure it doesn't happen and when we do call them out trust me it's going it's not going to deaf ears and all we're trying to do is just make drivers lives a little bit easier okay and uh um look at the moment the ride share for the last eight years is this is as bad as i've seen it as far as earnings are concerned i'm not going to sugarcoat it right uh, I'm, I'm not going to say go do ride share because it's very lucrative i think it's a choice and and with quests down to nothing okay i told this to chris actually today i've been on the platform for eight years eight it's the first time i did not and in a city like la it's the first time i did not get a quest from uber or lyft that shows how many drivers are out there they don't have to put out these incentives and these companies are taking advantage fully of uh many drivers being on the road for one reason or another i don't blame any driver that's driving because that's a way to put food on their table and the companies are taking full advantage of it we're just trying to keep them straight that's all we're trying to do but there will be a time that these drivers will go away economy will pick up and then we will get our surges back and we can cherry pick and we can make 40 bucks an hour again because it's all ebbs and flows. It's never negative always. It's never positive always. And as this is the toughest I've seen it in the last eight years. Well, I mean, with Lyft, you know, their effort seems to be counterintuitive because, you know, at this point, I think they need to return to like as if they're a new company and, and to, you know, start giving out more incentives because they're bleeding drivers. Everybody's leaving them because of they got rid of Lux. And now yeah. everybody's like, you know, I'm out, I'm out of here. So now yeah. people can't make money on Lyft. Instead, they're doing the reverse. Instead of saying, you know what, we need to start giving people more money so they can come back and saying, hey, we got competitive wages, you know, uh, compared to Uber. Hey, we're going to pay you a lot more money. They're not doing that. They're doing the opposite. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. I, agree. I agree. I mean, I agree. I mean, I agree. So. But it is, you know, at the moment, it's tough. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to lie about it. It's tough. And, you know, there are still some drivers who are making some money. Uh, I'm not going to deny that. There are really shrewd drivers that are working the exact perfect hours. But then that gets rid of all the um, flexibility and uh, freedom aspect out of the game, right? I mean, if you must work three hours a day in that window, that may not fit, fit your bill. That may not be flexible for you. But those are the hours that are remaining now that you can make the most amount of money. It used to be 60, 70 hours a week. Now we're down to lousy 20 hours a week that you can make more money than average. So, you know, that's it. Okay, guys. All right. Thanks a lot. Right. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thanks a lot, Sergio. Thank you. Email right, me. I'll, I'll give you an update on your uh, deactivation thing. All right. So, anything more going on with you, Sergio? I mean, no, we sir. talked about money hungry no. tomorrow. We talked about EV money. Um, anything no. else? Okay. Uh, Ford, I'm going to remove I'm gonna the look. article about Uber. Yes, they did, uh, Luis. Uh, I'm hoping it's going to be back. We'll keep you guys updated on that. I hope. I hope they did not kill the article. If they yeah, did, then not. we'll ask Len Sherman next week. Why? What happened? Yep. I don't know. I don't Stay know tuned for that. Um, and then Jeff, thanks for the super chat. Appreciate Thank that. You, there's a new rideshare platform on OC, six minimum right guarantee. And what is it? Email me, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. Uh, it, it's not rides. Who is it? I know all of them, so I don't know which one this is. Maybe it's a local one, but know. email me, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. 
All right. And with that being said, um, make sure you are subscribed if you're not. I don't know why you aren't. And also, if you have any other questions, comments, or anything, make sure you email Sergio, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. Again, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. We should make like a little link or something that says, anytime it says, what's your email? It'll automatically put it in there, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. So yeah. you don't have to continue saying it. Um, sure. We'll try doing, maybe, maybe we'll try setting that up or something. Um, okay. But beyond that, uh, if you guys want to have a little bit of fun, uh, my buddy and I have a uh, call uh, where we call scammers and mess with them, uh, another channel. So if you want to check that out, it's called Scammer Jammer. Um, so go check that out. Have a little bit of fun if you got pissed off or something because Uber and Lyft did something and you need a little bit of laugh or a little takeout on some stupid scammers. Uh, go check out that channel. And that's my shameless All right. plug. Okay. <laughs> All, All right. right with that being said, uh, have a great rest of your evening and go enjoy, go make that money, be safe. And we'll see you guys next week. Yep. Enjoy the books.